0: This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ Baylor. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're coming back at you, crawling through shit for you, the fans, but turns out you're just a bunch of dirty German Nazi fucks. As we watch Spines it's- 282 through 285 in the Criterion Collection... Andre Veda's three war films from 1955, 57 and 58. But first, mm.
1: RJ. Yes.
0: How you feeling? You feeling relaxed? It's like, oh, like you got some pep in your step that week off coming back watching some um. some Polish cinema.
1: I mean, I don't think there's ever uh, there would have ever been a better opportunity to watch Polish cinema than uh, the week that we had just had. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I did use my uh, my much uh, coveted and long wanted uh, break week. Uh, I put that to good use because um, on the Wednesday, uh, Andrew sold a bunch of furniture that I had to move out of the house, and uh, by the time I was done on Wednesday, it was like. I think it was like 7.30 or like 8 or something. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, good thing I didn't have to podcast tonight. Mm-hmm. It took a while. It took a while, Jared. Well,
0: Now, did these plans happen because she found out you weren't recording?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think so. I mean, otherwise, she probably would have said, oh, don't come on Wednesday. But uh, since we weren't recording, I was like, I'm good whenever. Just tell me when. I see. Okay. So, so tell me when those fucks are on their way and I'll, I'll get all the furniture out on the front lawn like an animal. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did.
0: Like an animal.
1: Well, you've seen those couches we used to have. Those are big bastards. They're hard to move, man.
0: Yeah. Real wood in there and metal. Yeah.
1: Well, she, yeah, real wood and metal. They were like an estate, like from this family who bought them in like the 70s, mm-hmm. but never sat on them. They were like the plastic couches.
0: What What happened to this family, RJ? It's a...
1: They were dealt with.
0: I see. Is it like an Amityville type deal? They were dealt with. Was it a, was it a killer sofa is what I'm asking? Uh,
1: I don't really... I mean, I don't know what happened to the remains. I just know that the people were never seen again.
0: Mm.
1: If you know what I mean.
0: Well, they might have had it coming. Mm.
1: Some some would say. And what did you do with your week off, Jared? Did well, you uh, hit up taco time for a, <sighs> a little late buddy, night uh, snack or I, I what? D-
0: I did not. I don't do late night taco time. That's what... <gasps> The Ooh. I do it in the the eye of God shining down in the form of Saul the Zenith, the sun shining mm. down um mm-hmm. so I did do that today, and I did that actually last week, however, uh I kicked off my skip week by uh pulling my shoulder, something fierce that that sucked um what were you doing? I was lifting up plastic wrap shit that was left on the staircase. Going down into the flooded basement that has now been um rectified, but as mm-hmm. I was pulling the stuff that had been left behind off the floor mm-hmm. um I was just like pull pull this was like really stuck down, and I was just like yanking away yanking away, and uh as I twisted something gave, and who man did that hurt and so uh, that that took me out for like two days. <laughs>
1: Do you find that when you twist and move, you get lots of aches and pains? Is not, that a common thing for you?
0: Not really, no. <laughs> this one came out of nowhere, but hmm. I feel like it's the beginning of a bad trend.
1: And the trend would be that uh, you're old. old.
0: Old, yeah. Yeah. This is keep getting worse.
1: I, I've i kind of uh, – I could have told you that, no. that
0: you were old and weird and gross, but you could have just asked me. Since you asked, uh, it's, it's getting better. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's on the, it's on the road to recovery. It's a path forward.
1: So uh, I guess the question that everyone, uh, I I know everyone listening at home is just begging for me to ask is, uh, did this impact your minifig painting in any way? Were, were you able to hold the airbrush still with your bum shoulder? (laughs)
0: Uh, fortunately it did not impact my ability to minifig. It did not? No, it did not. it, It didn't impact my ability to, uh bust my way through Star Trek Next Generation, which I uh, started watching uh, right after our last episode uh, wrapped up.
1: Uh, I mean, I think this is a, a good as time as any to talk about, about that, but I, I will say that a sigh of relief has just washed over the mm-hmm. internet hearing yeah. that uh, your minifigging was okay. That's right. Um, so I don't know if you want to address this now, but uh, so you, you – you're back on TNG and you're, you're doing the whole gamut. Like you went, you're going start to finish or, uh, I, I are know. you going to go until you run out of steam?
0: Until I run out of steam, I guess. But, uh, you know, I'm whatever, a few episodes into season three here.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: i been, mean, but, but, I'm, full, but I'm full on. No, I'm not. Uh, I did. I, there's one okay. episode I did have to go back on and, uh, check. I'm like, what did RJ give this? And I'm like two out of four. Get fucked. This is horrid. But, Could have been a MoTu. Oh, I I don't know. I don't know. uh, I I, don't. I I, Data does stand up. Yeah, that episode. Oh boy, the outrageous Okano or whatever.
1: That's just that's just called broadcast uh, television, Jared. That's what we call the big time.
0: Yeah, but yeah, but my the difference with my TNG. Uh, rewatched with my DS9 watches like I did watch DS9 close enough like I watched every episode TNG it's just kind of on and I'm Mm -hmm. I'm listening to it because that show uh, really explains what's going on (laughs) all the time they're always (laughs) expositing.
1: (laughs) they don't want people to feel like they're uh, inferior because they don't understand plot Jared
0: and every once in a while when you want to really get to the nuance of a moment Deanna Troy chimes in captain like putting in too being, much air into a balloon they're being deceptive they're hiding something <laughs> you go, thank you betazoid
1: yeah i don't uh i'm not a big uh deanna troy fan
0: no and i She's uh some... I, so, yeah since i'm not going to be talking about it with our creepin' because it's unnecessary uh mm-hmm. i did leave off on jordy falls down a hole uh, I, I finished that one Ooh. last night yeah the first time i think that's a when he uh when he hangs out yeah there's when he's, more hang, than when he's hanging out with the Romulan.
1: Oh yeah, and then uh, so I think so he falls down the hole, and then he, it was either the episode or the before or the episode after that he inf- he falls in love with the computer.
0: That was the one before. You're
1: in for some, oh okay, yeah you're in for a stretch of Geordie episodes, but yeah, uh, yeah Geordie falls in a hole. That's all that really happens all in that
0: episode. Yeah, that's that. I mean that's it. I mean sometimes actually that episode really did. Thinking back on it, that feels very much like a DS Nine episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's very similar. Like re- reversed, it would be Cisco and Gal Dukat in that mm-hmm. hole, exactly. Which which was an episode of DS Nine at one point. They didn't fall in the hole, but they lived in a hole. <laughs> they,
0: they lived in a cave. That, that's that's yeah. that's a theme. So two people, yeah. two people. Someone's injured in a cave.
1: Well, I mean, those California landscapes, they they uh, mm-hmm. just. Crave to be uh, filmed in, so you got to get him out of the starship somehow.
0: That's right. That is right. right. And mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe when uh, we go into a lockdown here, maybe two weeks—a real lockdown—I'll mm-hmm. uh, have lots of TNG and painting mini fig time.
1: We should uh, we should just stress that uh, there's no confirmed or even unconfirmed rumblings of a lockdown in our province at the moment. However. Jared and I both feel like it, it would be the essential, necessary thing, and it,
2: we, we, it maybe might be, the sooner
0: the better. It might be perhaps. apropos to do one. Don't, um, don't use that word because <laughs> uh, you know our 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 value for those paying attention still uh, is a big mm-hmm. old two point one five yesterday, which uh, is not so good, not so good.
1: Mm. Yeah, I don't know about our values, but it sounds important. Yeah. All I know mm-hmm. is that I see a lot of people outside. Oh, actually, I should mention I'm in quarantine again.
0: Yay! Yeah, good job, buddy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I well, I got close contacted at work, so <laughs> I'll be uh, I'm riding it out at home. But hey, that allowed me to watch not only three Polish films, but uh, around uh around 20 episodes of DS9 and get her get her nice and finished off. So
0: polish it up real nice we're in nice. for a chunky boy we are we are mm-hmm. let's get to it though we got some e okay possibly you don't want, i don't even know what the town is goddamn
1: i think after last time wow. we had week. I we think killed we them all we have many
0: killed it off dead not a single one two and one was sent like Oof. uh like a week ago that's it baby oh Beautiful. Maybe they
1: didn't know if we were going to come back, so they didn't want to <laughs> yeah. uh, waste
0: their time. They didn't want to waste it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. Maybe. Here we go. You, you ready for this? Oliver Granger. Oh, boy. With an email entitled Criterion Catchup.
2: Mm-hmm. Cranky.
0: Hi, hi there, creeps. I hope you had a great week off. Uh, only you will be able to tell me if I watched the three films needed for this week. I am guessing not. Not to worry. I have seen the next four films. I don't plan on rewatching them. <laughs> Why is that? So That's good, I guess. So I am having a month yeah. off. Woohoo! Can catch up on the war films in Fanny and A. <laughs> but wait, maybe Fanny I should, and A. But maybe I should check if I can uh, source any of the other six films I haven't seen that you have covered. Bad mistake. I have now found a copy of Spine Two Twenty Three, Matrice Two Sixty Nine. Fighting Elegy and 270 Cascador can you please name the director one character and what one plot point of each film
1: uh, well Matrice a plot point is a uh, a slaughterhouse
0: um, and one of the characters d- is a horse directed by Barbara Schroeder st- uh, starring mm-hmm. uh, Gerard Depardieu um, I, I can't mm-hmm. remember his character's name I remember it, it's got it's French.
1: I think it was Sex
0: Man. See, yeah, there's some Sex Man. He bra- he breaks into yep. the he breaks into a sex dungeon house. Hijinks ensue. Yes, yeah. Fighting Elegy is Saijin mm-hmm. Suzuki.
1: Uh yeah, I could have told you that. I it was right on the tip of my tongue.
0: Um the is there's a Japanese man.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure his name is Roddy.
0: Rodney 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 Rodney
1: yeah Rodney Rodney D or something like that is uh, that character's name in that movie Mm
0: -hmm. and uh, plot point is uh Japanese nationalism before World War II leading into is that the that's the that's the plot and there's like uh River City Ransom style like Japanese beatings with with dudes in school outfits
1: that's true that's true (sighs) that's also an incel pick I think
0: uh yeah, yeah there's some like dude jerking off to a piano. He's doing something to it. Yeah, how about that? How, how how do you like those apples? How about uh Cascador RJ. Remember this one?
2: Remember this guy?
1: Uh now is this the one that uh has a public execution in it?
0: Yep. That's the that's the the highlight of the movie at the end there. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, I re- the, do I remember you remember the that. name of the director?
1: Uh I'm going to go and say Bill Porter.
0: <laughs> Bill Porter. Director Bill Porter. Yeah. Legendary director yeah. of uh, Latrobe?
1: <laughs> uh Well, he did Latro, and then he did Cask Door, and, and then he did The Cask Door, which was an English remake of No Relation.
0: Right. Of yeah. Co- of of absolute, Bill Porter. Of course. Of course. Did you remember the, mm-hmm. the companion movie that was on that episode?
1: Uh, I remember that there was a companion movie. I don't remember what it was called, though.
0: Touché pas au grisbi.
1: Oh, well, who could forget such a thing? Touché pas au That that's that, how you that, say it.
0: That was about two dudes, two good friends. It's a like, it's a good one. Well, it's about it's about dudes, man. Dudes. Saturdays. Dudes and Saturdays. And had Saturdays for for the boys, Jared. For the boys. I we, I did even, you know about yeah. that? Um. Yeah. Yeah, we did okay. We did, fine. <laughs> we did uh, fine. A P.S. email. I was just checking the quality and subtitles of Matrice. It skipped to a scene of Gerard Depardieu smacking some chick's ass. I wonder how this film will feel uh, post him, or will feel post him being canceled. Depardieu got canceled. Ah, oh, I mean, he's been he's been a bad dude for a long time. He's he's like an oh, ogre. Really? I yeah. So, so, someone made like a, a, a this is minifig tie-in. Someone made a ogre uh, minifig for. uh oh. I think it's like Heresy Miniatures, and it, the the guy's got a striking resemblance to uh, modern day DePardieu. Huh.
1: You know, some people say you kind of look like DePardieu.
2: <laughs>
1: and I'm not I'm not saying that lightly. I mean,
0: there is a resemblance. <laughs> there is a resemblance. I got that jaw i like i like i yeah, like i like i like the nose
1: uh yeah your nose isn't as uh, abrasive mm-hmm.
0: as his is but uh that's some I feel yeah, like you got that, some day par I, I feel that's important i feel that's important okay okay mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. um thanks Oliver I, and I, I don't think he watched any of those movies finally mm-hmm. Justin Peterson Ooh. with an email Baby. entitled juking the stats Ooh, Jarrett, One of yours. Hey, Jared and RJ. Kind of. What's happening? Mm-hmm. Hope you guys Man. had a great break from the show. You certainly deserved it. We did, didn't we? We
1: did. And uh, you know, I'm proud of it.
0: Yeah. I'm happy we
1: did it. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Yeah.
0: You took you took, yep. back, you took back the night, RJ.
1: I'm trying. No. For sure.
0: I wanted to get your thoughts on the <laughs> Ready Player One Part 2 trailer. Oh, I mean Space Jam Two trailer that dropped this past weekend. Oh. I know JD will likely mm-hmm. think it is the newest worst thing ever. But any chance you will watch it, RJ? Um, you know, I don't. I'm not going to watch that Space Jam Two trailer because. Uh, did you, RJ? You've never seen Space Jam One. I've never seen Space Jam. Um, I'm good, but yeah, you've never seen. I, Space I, but, Jam. but 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 yeah. RJ, have you seen the Suicide Squad trailer?
1: uh so here's the thing mm-hmm. uh for space jam i saw a couple like snips of it and yeah. i went i'm not super interested in this mm-hmm. uh i'm not like i think lebron is fine but uh i think there was a time and place for space jam and i don't think they can recapture that lightning in the bottle you know what i mean mm-hmm. i just don't think it's there uh so i saw snippets of it and i was like yeah i would i would maybe watch it if it was like say gatherings were allowed again in the like a year from now and i was at a family members and they threw it on for the kids and then i was just kind of there watching too i would watch it under that circumstance okay uh and then uh the suicide squad i watched half of it with the sound off okay and i got the gist of it but But, uh, but i mean i don't even know if
0: you i don't even know if you got to the bit about uh john cena talking about eating dicks on the beach
1: uh, no, I had no audio, so I did yeah, not see yeah. that you part. Yeah,
0: missed, you missed out.
1: But, uh, I plan to watch that movie when it comes out, so, nice. uh, I, I will, I will be,
0: what? Hello?
3: Hi. If the, uh,
0: we, we'll get through this email, we might have to do a reset here. It's, uh. Yeah, I think,
1: it's, I it's think a, there's a bit of a delay. It's a bit dodgy. <laughs> bit dodgy at best.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Looney Tunes, I just discovered that HBO Max has all the Looney Tunes episodes. Ooh! So I I'm ramping up movie watch count for the year by logging the ones on Letterboxd. Here is the running list I have going now. Any titles you would recommend or think I should add? Um, I don't know. Like, well, you're I, the Looney Tunes. Man. Yeah, I am a Looney Tunes man. Like, just look at the highest rated uh, Chuck Jones, Tex Avery stuff. Those are like pretty slam dunks. Like, cause like I, I was watching them through the um, the old DVD sets I had, and so like, they would just kind of do them on themes. Like it would be all Bugs Bunny on one disc, and then like or Bugs versus Donald Duck and Porky Pig and stuff like that. So you just watch them, and I've seen it like I've probably seen every single Looney Tunes and reruns. I guess when they would play them on TV in those anthology packages over and over and over again, but. Mm. Yeah, the, the 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 top tier stuff really is going to be like that, you know, Duck Amuck and, and Chuck Jones, definitely, especially uh, One Froggy Evening. If, I'm, not, I'm not looking at the link right now because my the internet's... One, li- are you just are you just naming these? Oh, oh he sent me oh. the, he sent me the edit page. That's why that didn't work. Okay, I'm on there. He's got one. Well, look at that. He's got, uh, he's got One Froggy Evening number one. So he knows he knows what's going on. He's got Great Piggy Bank, uh, Robbery, which is pretty good. But what the hell? Rock Rabbit Hood. Well, oh man, what's the uh? Oh, what's it called? There's like the one amazing that D- D- Daffy Duck one where it's him versus the cartoonist. That one. Duck and uh, Mock. Duck and Yeah, that's like that would be the one. Like I don't, I don't think it's on his list here. But yes, that. Hmm. Yeah, you, just, you. Yeah, just look up the uh, the directors. But yeah, Tex Avery, Chuck Jones for sure. who's the other one i'm blanking out on their names but anyway it's all it's all
2: good it's all good
0: or go to my go to my use my tag on the on these when i've logged on of looney tunes and check out my ratings that way what
1: if he didn't want to do that
0: well he better or else oh or else Speaking of cheater letterbox logging, I found it interesting how many short films within films hmm. you can log, like the Fiancés of MacDonald Bridge, from Clio from Five to Seven, and the Crimson Permanent hmm. Assurance, which is the short before Monty Python's The Meaning of Life. Hmm. Hmm.
2: Yeah. I don't know about all
0: this. Yeah, I don't know either. But uh, there's letterbox. Apparently, the one thing that was pretty cool I heard was so vinegar syndrome. Uh, is now on Letterboxd and has an official account. And apparently this is prompting uh, some sort of like ceasefire on like the availability of adult films, at least the adult films that Vingerson, v- Vinegar Syndrome puts out, to have them on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. They'll be like given the stamp of approval, which is good uh, for okay people that who helps watch you, porno. But that doesn't me. <laughs> porno? Porno tapes.
1: Porno. Yeah. yeah, that helps you, but not me.
0: Yeah. Some mm-hmm. you can watch some Edward penis hands. Excuse me? Yeah. The Texas Dildo Massacre.
1: Uh, no thank you. You and Sam can do that on your alternative <laughs> podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. Alternative lifestyles podcast. Cast. Yeah. Goat yeah. movie question of the week. I finally buckled in to watch Ben Hur again this Easter. And so what are your top mm. Charlton Heston movies? Does bowling for Columbine count? I hope not. Uh come on. Is that did you say that or did he say that? He said that. Uh come on.
1: It's okay. it's, it's the apes. Oh yeah. I mean you don't get much better planet, than uh, planet, planet of the apes pl- baby
0: planet one uh easy pick, I think, for Heston. <laughs>
1: What about True Lies? That's a stretch. He's in it, I guess. He's also in Wayne's World two for a scene. Yeah, can that be my pick? It could be. That might be my pick. Or other Jesus flick, The Greatest Story Ever Told. That's another good one. Yeah. Or hmm,
0: he was in a few movies, hey. (laughs) He's in a couple pictures.
1: He's in a couple.
0: Try. Yeah, I'm going to go with t- t- uh, Wayne Yeah, I'll t- I mean, In the Mouth of Madness. <laughs>
1: Come on. Uh, no, no, that's not my pick. I'd say Cats and Dogs is probably his best uh, offering. Okay. He plays the Mastiff dog,
0: Jarrett. My goodness. Uh, mm-hmm. <sighs> foodie question of the week. What are some of your favorite mm-hmm. healthy snacks? Being on a diet, I've yeah. relied mostly on nuts and pork rinds to curb my crunch addiction. Pork rinds. What?
1: How? Where do pork rinds fit on that?
0: I don't know. Are they? Are they? Are Hopefully, they, they're trans fat free. <laughs> yeah. yeah going to take a look. At I'm this. not sure if yeah. they are, but yeah, I'm gonna look at this pork rinds thing. Huh. 100 grams is 544 calories. Is that how many is a
1: 100 grams, though, could that be a whole bag? Because they're just puffs of air?
0: I don't know. One one ounce is 154 calories. Hmm. Hmm. How about seaweed? How about delicious dried-out seaweed? <laughs> I don't fuck with that. No. <laughs> is that something you eat? I, I have had some seaweed.
1: I mean, I've had it too, but it's not something I've, uh, I've went
0: out and actively tried to get more of. Right. Um... There's those, uh, God, what's that brand? They have the blue packaging. They're like wheat, like puffs, but they have like lots of really uh, decent little flavoring. There's like sweet chili heat. Um, Oh,
1: yeah, I know the puffs you're talking about. Yeah. Like the, they're like rice cracker chips.
0: Yeah. Puffs. Whatever the heck. I can't remember what they're called again, but those, those are pretty good.
1: Yeah, those are these. Those are these. Um, sometimes, uh, if I want a healthy snack, I'll just have a single cracker.
0: There you go. You, That's you,
1: about all I can do health-wise. Yeah. Uh, and Just single crackers. Finally,
0: video mm-hmm. game talk. I know you're not a big okay. sports boy, JD, but have you ever played any of those sports video games? I spent many hours on that Wii Sports mm-hmm. Tennis when it first came out, and NCAA football, which many football fans are excited, is making a return to the EA lineup. Thanks for the time. Have a great show. Cheers. Uh, I mean, I think I've often talked about how I played a Madden on like PlayStation mm. Two, and that's how I learned how to, how football was played, based on using that using Are that you... as the template. That's how I learned how football was done. Otherwise, now so I I'd see it on TV, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And then I played that game, and I learned. But and now I... you're confident in your footballing abilities. Oh, absolutely. Set me up with a headset. I'll tell I'll tell those guys what to do. Don't you worry. I'd lo- I'd love for you to do a commentary uh, on a, uh, a football football, a football game. Uh and yeah. also I, I played a lot of Blades of Steel on NES. Blades of Steel. Ching! That one? Yeah. That was a good one. That
1: was a good one. Ryan had some cool games like that too like uh Dodgeball was a pretty cool game. Or uh and then Mutant Hockey, that was a good one. Yeah. You remember Mutant Hockey? Uh, I
0: I remember Mutant Football. Or Mutant Football, that's the one. I don't know if there was a hockey. There m- could have been. There could have been like a weird, like Mutant Hockey League. Yeah. Or sorry, Mutant mutant League Hockey. Mutant League
1: Hockey, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah that one was pretty cool. Uh, also, big fan of Uni Racers. I don't know if we've brought that up on the podcast enough recently, but uh, Uni Racers, where you were unicycle. Yeah. yeah, that was a sports game.
2: hmm 100%. 100%.
0: 100%.
1: I don't think I got much else for okay, it. Then.
0: Well, damn. That's that. That's it for you. that mattress, man. Son of a bitch. Hey, RJ. Yes. What? You been creeping on Star Trek?
1: Man, you want to hear about some motherfucking Star Trek, oh, this is baby? It. This
0: is the home stretch, folks. This
1: is it. So it's like I said, good things happen when I uh, get quarantined. I uh, I put down some serious watching when I'm but, alone in my but, basement. But you
0: know what they also say? What? All good things. All good things.
1: I mean, that's one of the things that I left behind. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Right. So where we left behind last episode, see that transition, was uh, 7.05, and uh, that was the Drama Nerds episode.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. So we
1: just bas- briefly talked about that, but now we're on 7.06, and Jarrett, we have... 20 episodes to
0: talk about are you ready for this uh is it 21 episodes 21 technically yeah, yeah. we do <laughs> so are you ready is... are you are you ready fans
1: <laughs> this is my call for oliver granger to skip ahead one hour yeah uh, and for everyone else you you are not allowed to skip ahead if you yeah. haven't been watching with us you have to listen
0: to this whole thing but just think it's it's over right rj uh i'm about five episodes into voyager oh, now fuck you know i've watched i think the first or five episodes of voyager as well Ooh, see we can just go on forever and ever go on forever. forever there'll always be trek
1: there will always be trek uh, i gotta i will say five into voyager i'm already missing uh, ds9 but uh <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves
0: okay, okay yeah we'll slow her down we'll slow her down all right so episode six what mm-hmm. give me your give me your uh your
1: your review okay now this is the longest to go for me so i don't really remember what i was talking about but 706 goo pandemic three out of four stars
0: Mm -hmm. so this is uh was it like it's i have no it's treachery but i don't think that's the full episode treachery
1: faith and the great river
0: yeah i didn't have enough to write down on that so uh my first note here is this is yes and uh damar alcoholic
1: which I, I think is great. It was a great like character feature. Well because they you know, started because
0: hit- they started off slow with it because that's how like because first he's just this like you know uh, second to Gal Ducott and mm-hmm. his whole thing was like like he, he he drinks a lot and he's drinking more and more of uh, quark and stuff like that and that's how quark's trying to get information out of him. It's a
1: horrible disease, alcoholism, Jerry. But I don't know if like you got Demar. I, th-
0: I think it's later on in the ep- in the series. Like whatever he's drinking, it's like syrupy. It's it's very- a canar. Yeah, canar.
1: Canar. Yeah, it comes. Out, it's like molasses or something. Yeah, I, I, it's fun though. I like seeing canar. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Jeff Combs, unsung hero of the series.
1: Uh yeah. By the end of this, and like for this this episode especially, but uh, Wei Yoon, I think, is probably the best Star Trek character.
2: Mm-hmm. So far, but
0: Jeff. Oh, Jeff Combs is like so incredible. He is because he's
1: so earnest about things. He like mm-hmm. he he really he really puts it out there, which uh, I, I I like quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, he is he's awesome. Well, he
0: never had to do any. I guess part of the thing though is that he doesn't have to do like the heavy lifting that mm-hmm. other like he doesn't have to. He's he's like he has to jump in and out, mm-hmm. and they don't have to like really write whole episodes about what what uh what's Wayun what, what, 6 what, what, been up to what, what influences him what are, what's his background and you get a little bit of that in this episode if this is the one i'm thinking of cuz this is the one yep. with the clone the runaway clone
1: yeah it's a uh, wayun 5 and, or six, 6 with Odo. yeah, yeah. cuz the wayun is um he is what's it called when you uh when you leave your your army oh he
0: goes uh, AWOL?
1: yeah uh, he's defecting yeah. to uh the Alpha Quadrant, to Odo because uh, he's got a secret, uh, a horrible secret to tell Odo that uh, the rest of the goo people are suffering their own pandemic. They, it's goo they, pandemic, general. Yeah, they're turning into a, the undead. The undead, and it's it's pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, this episode is just Wayun and Odo trying to get away from uh, the Dominion, uh, I think, for the most part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so AWOL is
0: without the intent of deserting. Oh okay, this yeah. guy full on desserts. Yeah, he full on defects different right Defecs. yeah, he's yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, and then yeah, dying changelings is introduced here, and yeah, as as this as the last eleven episodes go on, some of that makeup is like. Pretty, pretty good.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I have some things to say about that. That That's actually in earlier episodes. That's what happened to Odo yeah. earlier on. Uh, and I, I think one of my reviews, I talk about this again, too. Yes. But, uh, yeah, it's a good episode. I like it.
0: Yeah, because it's the whole idea is that, uh, yeah, the, the minion, they're following this. But they can't really just blow it up because Odo is a, is a founder. And He's a founder. So it's a kind of a – which is like – because, yeah, the – the defecting Weyoun contacts mm-hmm. Odo under the guise that he's an, like a Cardassian informant. Odo goes off by himself to meet him. And it turns out it's Wayoon. You get this backdrop. We get a, kind of an explanation of like, kind of like how the, the that, 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 that race uh, view. The Vorta. The Vorta. And like, kind of like, like the they're, clothing. they're like, yes. el- they're like woodland elves that were, mm-hmm. that were, that they, and they have this, this like kind of creation myth, how mm-hmm. they saved a changeling. And uh, then the changelings kind of took over the Vorta and made them better.
1: Mm-hmm. Which I mean, isn't that the end goal for all of us? Yeah, sure. to be taken under the wing of some goo people. Yeah, yeah, and then and and then also in the background, Nog is doing some stuff, and uh, no one really pays attention to it.
0: That much. I I don't even remember. That. I know. I'm reading a something about. No, He gets. Oh, oh, the, the, over the, oh, right, right. oh yeah. The, the great material continuum. Because it's, talk, it's about, about supply and demand. And making yep. those. But I'm like, didn't we just see, see this happen? Like a couple of. Like, it felt like not that long ago, but like with Jake and Nog.
1: I mean, it frequently happens. Jared. And
0: this, this seemed to be just like a, a what? Like that part was like, sure. But like the main thrust of it was good stuff. Yeah. I thought so too. I did. Yeah. Good episode. Yeah
1: you are ready for another one i of course 707 Klingon alzheimer's uh and i give this a, a two out of four it's not bad it's okay but, uh, uh it's yeah. okay
0: once more unto the breach which yes. is some, uh, shakespeare rj mm-hmm. uh and my my one line review for this was no planet for old men wow no wow you're hitting the Cormac McCarthy
1: beats all over the place here. That's right. And the Shakespeare, pretty soon you're going to be quoting Sopranos.
0: Sopranos?
1: Sopranos. Some David Foster uh, Wallace? Maybe. Yeah. And you, it's the a bat, tennis bat, match the,
0: that goes it's, on forever, some, Jared. Some, De, some DeLeo. It's great. Oh, mm-hmm. So. So, yeah.
1: This one's about a Klingon, and he's getting old, and uh, he thinks he's still in war. And then you watch it, and you go, okay. And then it ends. Right?
0: Yeah. It's kind of, I, I like the final beat of the episode. Where it's like yeah. the, the, he goes off on his suicide mission to hold off uh, the Jem'Hadar ships oh. all by himself, and th- there's yeah. like this like great tension to it. He's like, "How can he do this? How can he? How is he doing it?" You don't see it though.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And all he knows he has to buy enough time so they can be far enough away so the Jem'Hadar ships won't catch up to them. Yeah, and I yeah. think this is kind of the last Klingon episode, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, yes. There's mm, last Klingon one. We have. Uh... Like there full, is full a full-on like, episode coming up, but yeah, that full-on Klingon yeah. episode. Uh, this un- is Until be
0: the last. Un- until we get uh, uh, the return of Galron, which Gowron. is like which is all in the like Dominion War homestretch.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's not even yeah. Galron is there, but he's not um, he's not the main player in those episodes.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. This but yeah, yeah. This episode's it's okay. okay. It's okay. It's like yeah. it. This is the problem, kind of with like the, the next two are okay. And then then there's kind of a. Like, uh, it feels like it runs out of steam about right in the middle it of does, season seven, and which then is it, unfortunate. Yeah, but it's it's like it's kind of getting there, and you're like, oh, what the hell, and then then it picks up.
1: <laughs> Be, before we run out of steam, though, Jared, we really blow our lid. Oh, if you know what I'm talking about. And in my leg, we really blow our top. Uh, seven oh eight. War is hell. Nog. Four out of four stars, baby. Nice. Yeah, this is a good episode.
0: My my notes here. Are... Tuco from Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, Tuco's in this. Uh, War is hell, mm-hmm. and uh, and Quark.
1: <laughs> oh, the Quark the Quark scene in this, Jarrett. That could be modern art. That could be one of those NFTs. Uh, I think we're probably talking about the same thing, right? Yeah.
2: Quark.
1: So, uh, so we've had War is hell, Jake. We've had he's had his taste. This is War is hell, Nog. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode is so good Mm Jarrett. like uh i really like so nog the way he screams this this episode
0: is the siege of ar-558
1: yeah the siege of ar-558 uh we have a a federation uh outpost on like a a cardassian or it's a cardassian outpost that, yeah yeah dominion Dominion.
0: or yeah it's like kind of like the 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 federation of kind of hell they've been holding it Old, they've been holding this. and But there's this, like, there's this constant onslaught of Jem'Hadar that show yep. up invisibly using invisible bombs. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just wearing them down bit by bit. And this is the first episode where I think you really get a taste of what this war looks like on a planet, yep. like on a ground level, because the whole time it's always ships and stuff like that. This yep. is the one where you're like, oh, damn, this is like what the conflict is. And you're like, oh, because like, fuck, Cisco's about ready to get out of there. He's, mm-hmm. he's ready to like, hey, well, I dropped off the supplies. Bye.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and there, there's a big show of where it's like, of course you're just going to drop stuff off. They're like, no one stays. They're like, we're the only one. We're like, we're the 558. Five, we stay here. But there's only like 10 of them left. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. Uh, you get some good ground level stuff, and later there's mention of that too, like ground troops on Cardassia and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, we have our ground troops, and then uh, Nog gets a taste of war and uh, gets his leg blown out. And you get the Frankie scream. Which, like, I actually, I, I found that like pretty piercing, where you're mm. like watching, and then he screams, and you're just like, "What the fuck? You're like, what just happened?" Uh, but then all of the. Uh, like medic tent stuff with quark I think is very nice mm-hmm. and uh, I this is the one this is the one thing I'll good thing I'll say about Vic Von, Fontaine
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: it's worth it for this episode
0: okay Vic, yeah the, the payoff later the,
1: yeah the payoff later and all that stuff and like even um because I actually like it's super nerdy that they they have like the Dean Martin Frank Sinatra guy in here but I think it's really fitting. So like when they're playing that music oh, for Bashir, Nog.
0: When Bashir's playing it?
1: When he's playing the music and there's all the fighting going around. And then when the Harjar tries to get into uh, the tent, we got quick fire quark in here. And he's kind of like on Nog's body. You're just like, God damn. Like, this is art. <laughs> <laughs>
0: art. Well, yeah, I think one of the great bits, too, is like when Quark's uh, talking with Nog, he's like, you think these humans are going to be here for us in the end of it? At the end of it, once you start taking away their food and their
1: water. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and that's been quark's thing since from the start right he's like he's like at least in feranganar he's like we have certain things it's like it's like we take care of each other at our prices he's like as soon as you take away i think he even says creature comforts he's
2: mm-hmm. like and then he goes
1: like food and water he's like then the humans will turn on you yeah the humans
0: humans
1: yeah this is a this is a good episode and it really sets up nog well where it's like man nog is a it was mentioned in that documentary but like he actually had a pretty uh pretty good character uh, tra- trajectory throughout mm-hmm. this
0: series and then that uh, we'll get to the documentary too oh
1: yeah well we have to talk about that yeah but uh yeah but, very good
0: episode yeah but uh, episode nine rj okay oh. so oh oh baby
1: oh baby <laughs> i have horny jim jones <laughs> ducat and this is a high three out of four, maybe
0: even what? a four out of four. Oh, this is a four yeah. out of four, my buddy. Because they think it's they, a four? they speed run Jim Jones. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, this episode is so awesome. But it is Co- good. covenant. Uh, yeah, yeah. My, oh god, this episode. I because like I was like, oh, this is kind of goofy, but then uh-huh. it. But then you realize where it's going. You go, oh my god. <laughs> Because it's like the Gal Dukas is trying so hard. He's just trying. He just wants to be loved by the Bajorans
1: jerk. That's I, all
0: he wants. I love uh what do you call him Bajoran core? I love I love when he starts rocking the Bajoran look. I like that he's not oh, yeah. wearing the Cardassian military outfit. Uh he's just yeah. wearing but he looks so cool. Um He does. So yeah, yeah. so so this is a Kira Golducot episode. Uh she yes, gets she gets uh sneakily transported away by a, a uh, vedic that has turned turned heel he's he's a, a paul wrath paul wraith uh, worshipper and he sends yeah. him off to the, the the new spiritual leader of the paul wraiths um uh, off to old gold cup who's over on um the others the sister station in nor which is awesome brilliant uh-huh. idea it's like i love how they start using in Noor in this way which which they should right yeah um, and so he's the cult leader. He's, the, he's like, he's, the, he's, he's got all these Bajorans who joined him. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, he's getting this amazing painting of himself painted up, because that's what happens to these guys, those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, there's like, oh, there's like this couple. And, you know, because his because wants to win Kira over. Yes, that's his whole goal, and he's like, "Look, all these people believe me. They see it. They see the way. They see that how the the gods, how the the prophets have abandoned them, and mm-hmm. that uh, and I've got the way. And then, of course, the one woman. She's pregnant, of course, and she gives birth. And what do you know? She's uh, got she's got Cardassian face, uh, and it's so good. The and, and, reveal and the of all that the reveal. Movie? And then you're like, and they there's that look of oh oh. And then he he gives a good old professor. My children, good news <laughs> good news everyone the the Pa wraith have blessed
1: us with the Cardassian child yeah, that's right
0: that that's what it needs to be the Cardassians Unity. and the and the Bajorans need to be united i I can't believe it. How else could this possibly have happened? Mm-hmm. Lo- love that yeah. and then when the uh when the oh and then of course, oh, she knows too much. I'm going to put you out the airlock <laughs> but but fails and he fails on that's the one thing I feel like it kind of uh cuz that should have been way more horrifying cuz I'm like how did she survive this? She would have been sucked straight out. But yeah. it cuz just depressurized and sucked the air out rather than her out the port because otherwise there would be no tension with her mm-hmm. being able to still reveal what was going on. And of course he's like, "Oh dear, cult and goes into cult leader 101." Um yeah. And then, so it's time to call. And then it's like, well, you know, I just had a new vision from mm-hmm. the from the from the Pal Reins, and it's, it's time that we uh, suicide our way out of this. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, his isn't real, his poison isn't real, and then it spills. And she's like, hey, drink this. And he's like, <laughs> oh, I I love this episode. He so says, oh, it's I, not right anymore. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm with you, Jared. I, I I I can concede to your four stars. This this is a a
1: great episode.
0: Well, especially if you're uh, if you're on the Ducat train, this mm-hmm. is like probably the best Ducatting there is. He's a very oh. I don't know if you realize R.J. He's a very sexy, sexy <laughs> character. He is a sexy
1: character, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, like. The build up to all that stuff is really good. And then I, I also I really like the ending where he gets found out and he rips his earring out and he's like, yeah. fuck you no. guys then. And he just screw,
0: screw y'all.
1: <laughs> and he, he just vaporizes away into uh he gets beamed up to his ship that was standing by the whole time.
0: Yeah. because oh, he knew it was always gonna set up to fail. He's always setting up to fail. hmm Yeah, I mean Ducat's. It, like he it's tragedy his story
2: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah I do I do like that his the only thing he cares about is the constant pursuit of Kira and the Bajoran people
2: because
1: mm-hmm. it comes up all the time and you're just like man <laughs> Gal Dukat man is he horny
0: he's got a he thirst can't,
1: he can't help himself
2: nope.
1: so now we have 710
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh I wrote sad af uh, and this is another one for me that I'd say is a high three, potentially even a four.
0: I'd say that. Yeah. Yeah. This is the, uh, PTSD NOG. Yes, episode. it is. Yes, it is. Uh, it's only a paper moon. Damn. So, uh, we have Nog who, uh, recently
1: has been given a, uh, bio prosthetic leg. Uh, but he walks with a cane, even though doctors say you don't need a cane, Nog. Your mm. bio leg works fine. And he, Nog's just like, no, my leg hurts. He's got phantom pains, Jarrett, just like Metal Gear Solid Five, mm-hmm. the phantom pain. Yep. And uh, he uh, he's just not doing well, and he needs um some feder like Federation mandated rehab. So uh, he takes up his uh, retreat in the Hollow Suite with your buddy, your friend, Vic Fontaine,
0: mm-hmm. our good close personal friend.
1: Yeah, our Frank Sinatra look alike for uh, the DS Nine universe. Oh. Oh, uh, so that this is just a nog heavy episode, but, uh, I liked it. I like it's, I think it's, like I said, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's kind of a bummer episode, but I mean, I guess war is a bummer
0: and yeah. being a war vet is a bummer. Yeah. My, my notes are nog discovers croning or crooning. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, nog lives with man in Las Vegas hotel room. <laughs>
1: accurate uh, and they uh, watch the, westerns together yeah
0: they watch westerns and then like i think it's even like where people are just getting shot at and goes, i think nog was he was just shot i think to shane because like he just watched shane get shot because it's like you know it's a paramount movie so uh yep. they have access to this and nog watching and be like what what's going on <laughs> it's because there's no war on Ferenginar. that's what quark's been telling us they
1: don't fight the way that's, the way that
0: other cultures do that's what he's been saying yeah. But yeah, this is just about uh, how Nog got his groove back. Yes, it is. They talk about the searchers too.
1: Yeah, they do. I think. Yeah, Nog liked the searchers more. Maybe the it was the scalping
0: that I, uh, he was on board with. <laughs> I do like the uh, this idea that like you know the the life of Vic Fontaine continues on. He's like and he's just living with. <laughs> nog, With nog. They're, they're, like, they're like roommates it's like well couldn't you get another room in this hotel
1: nope no nah, they they're
0: gonna to be together they're gonna be together and then Vic's like hey uh, nog you gotta you gotta move on here
1: see if it was if I was writing the opening to season eight like uh, our boy Ira Bear was trying to do I would have had nog and Vic Fontaine just living together that's it mm-hmm. that's all it would have been that's it right. was just roommates okay but yeah good episode mm-hmm. good episode and then we have 7-Eleven,
0: <laughs>
1: boring, yeah. one out of four stars. Uh,
0: my note is, farts, uh, and nope. <laughs>
1: yeah, this is a horrible, horrible episode. It's
0: so, like, okay, let's try to get Ezri, let's do an Ezri episode with Ezri's yep. family, and, like, no like going on's about minds. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, this episode stinks. Like, it, it's...
2: Mm-hmm. It could like, be removed. Oh,
0: but it's so like weird. They're trying to like even justify it as like tying into the continuity of when when Miles went to uh the Hive World. Which I didn't like. Which was like a whatever episode. It's like yeah. it had a space cat in it. That was the highlight. And then he's like, mm. I'm going to follow up on that lead on my own. And you're like, what? Why does he care? Like, is there nothing else more pressing going on right now than to like, like oh. Dominion War? But let's do an Esri episode. And we'll tie in. Like, so there's a reason for Esri to go. Because Miles is going to the planet. And it's the so mining planet. And it's like, whatever. Yeah, this episode is poo. A real yeah, th- A real piece of poo. This episode
1: sucks, and I, I find it really upsetting that Esri outranks uh, Chief O'Brien somehow. Which is like, it's like how how does how has he how, never been ranked up?
0: Is that true? Because he's like, isn't he like he's their, a chief and he's the chief he, engineer
1: he, of the. He's station? only got one star, and she or like one one and button, a half one and a half, and she has two full buttons.
0: But she was just an instant, too. Did she not did anymore? She, did she get upgraded in one season?
1: Oh, you know what I think it was. I think Cisco promotes her so that she science can stay officer on, to stay on at the ds9 yeah. which is bullshit cisco you shouldn't you you misuse oh, your power like oh that. man but
0: i guess she's oh, she, my she, she's got the knowledge of uh whatever being a 359 year old person right. not
1: enough it doesn't cut it for me doesn't cut it the history of, like Dra- of, drax. of drax the history of drax are you gonna get that book now
0: no no <laughs> I'm not gonna no. get. I'm not gonna get no Dax book.
1: No Dax booking?
0: No. Okay. Make mine Garrick.
1: I. Uh, I mean, I would actually be interested in that now. Yeah. But yeah, that episode blows. Um, and I wasn't a much fan of the next one either, Jerp. What? Like, uh, seven, twelve. Uh, and I had fucking Vic Fontaine <laughs> lesbians. Two out of four
0: stars. What? Emperor's new
1: cloak is good stuff. I wasn't. I. I, I got it. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I don't like how they've been using the mirror universe lately. we just, it's just popping up. It's, it's too frequent.
0: It's, but this one's good. Cause this one's got, uh, you get, you get Garrick, you get Worf, you get <laughs> all the gang. Uh, I like this and idea Vic that, <laughs> and Vic Fontaine shows up and you're like, but you're a hologram. And then he just gets shot and he's dead. And it's, I don't know. I, I burst out <laughs> laughing cause I'm like, cause he shouldn't be there. It makes zero sense. Like this episode was very <laughs> like, goofy um and it was like very yeah like, this episode is like it takes the absurd it's the absurdity of the mirror universe i think taken to a like it, I, th- I think it had a lot of fun with itself rather than being super serious uh yeah. and i think it's like especially compared to the previous mirror episode with uh vedic what's his name oh, burrell like that, yeah. that that one is like huh but it's not even as bad as people would say it is like especially compared to a prodigal daughter
1: no, it's yeah. just boring, that Vedic Burrell one. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, the last couple of Mirror Universe things, I just haven't been interested. It's like, uh, it's like we've kidnapped the Grand Negus. And I was like, I'd rather just see him. I ju- just bring Wallace Shaw back for uh, just to hang out mm-hmm. a little bit. Do whatever. He seemed like he was down. Well, I'm glad you liked it. The Vic Fontaine thing is pretty funny, to be <laughs> honest. Like, <laughs> It was it was the first thing that happened in the episode, and it was yeah. all I could think about well, the whole time.
0: Yeah, because well, they just kill him because it's yeah uh, it's Quirk and Rom uh, yeah. hanging out with uh, uh, evil Esri, and yep. and then Bashir and uh, Miles because Miles, O'Brien was by his like alter his alter ego name too. Like, I think he's got the eye patch. Oh yeah, I can't remember what his name is though. Yeah, like he, he's like the hoodlum guy, and but like they're like decent dudes, I guess, just angry, mm-hmm. and and then yeah, this whole thing is about uh, he's like whatever Admiral Warf or whatever it is, or Command Supreme big, Commander, sexy big yeah, all grade and wild eyed, and it's all I, I and love his him. hairs and loose, and, and, and Garrick's all, ske- all like super schemy and like very like Chancellor, like yes, well, if we yes, do that, no, we'll torture them i don't know that was a very hammy fun episode
1: yeah yeah and it's uh it, it didn't do it for me but i'm glad you liked it garrick is good in it he is
0: yeah i like garrick as, as always
1: as always yeah that dude is uh garrick and a way you i think are the the two
0: the two big oh. dogs here and see especially compared to the next <laughs> episode which i
1: just like oh god another esri episode Seven thirteen, nice melon. Uh, and this might be a one out of four. I had two, but it's not very good. It's
0: a tube. It's a two. Yeah. Uh, because it's yeah, field of fire, yep. murder, oh, yeah, murder mystery piano, um, shit, silence of the lambs. Mhm. <laughs> like full on, like it's like hey, let's just do a silence of the lambs riff, you guys. Like you really feel the writer's room, <laughs> like where they're like, yeah, and it's like a, it's like a. <laughs> it's a vulcan who hates emotions. emotion <laughs> emotion yeah. and, and it's I... like i'm gonna do like a a thing where i'm gonna reach into like my serial killer self and it's gonna uh-huh. be like it's totally silence of the lambs and it's like ah, do it fire the gun and it's but she even has like the night vision thing going on oh it's such mm-hmm. a uh trash yeah
1: oh yeah oh well, i'm aware
0: and my note is esri dax still sucks still sucks
1: Yep. And uh, now that I've had a glimpse into the writer's room of DS9, uh, this episode does not surprise me in the least. No. I bet Ira Bear was all over this thing.
0: <laughs> br- br- all Brian, over. Brian, Brian what, Cranston Haig?
1: What, Brian Cranston?
0: Well he looks kinda like uh Heisenberg, right? He's got a little the, bit
1: with but with a purple but, Yeah,
0: with, with a purple goatee as you do, and but Sid Haig and his haggardness.
1: Oh, I gotcha. He's like yeah. he's like a
0: combination of those two yeah. things. Because every time I see that poster of uh from the documentary, I just think Heisenberg. Heisenberg. And then you do it you say it like that. Yeah. Heisenberg. All right,
1: Jared, you ready for seven <sighs> fourteen?
0: Yeah, sure
1: you you don't sound super enthusiastic
0: my my note here is fine
1: for uh chimera so i 714 i put environmental buzzkill uh and this is a two out of four
0: yeah but uh don't don't forget odo sex dust
1: yeah odo does a sex dust uh and uh, i i did like um the uh the t- the new term in here, which was state shifter, where uh, the guy becomes fire and yeah. then mist.
0: Yeah. So all of a sudden, so my note here was this feels two seasons too late. Yeah. Because it's suddenly like, oh, no, they just happen to run into another uh, changeling, and he's but he's like a guy who was also a pod that got sent out into the yeah. Alpha Quadrant.
1: It should happen before Dominion War.
0: Or like at the beginning. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's a dickhead. He's mm-hmm. he's really anti-solid, because solids really hate changelings, allegedly. Allegedly, and uh, they meld. And you are like, okay, we've done this before, and it's like, <laughs> oh hey Odo, you should hang out. We'll team up. We'll go on changeling adventures, and we're gonna try to find the other changelings. I am like, is this a manga? Is we're we gonna have like a whole tale of them going planet to planet looking for the other changelings?
1: I mean, that's basically, I think, what they were trying but, but to is, do. But is there
0: a plot? Is there a plan to this, though? Like, like no, they were just going to cruise. They're, they're going to go cruising.
1: Yeah, because there's like they're uh, immortal, I think, is what they yeah. think. Because the one. Yeah. He's like, we just do this forever. He's like, mm-hmm. we can just be goo together and, you know, make different things out of our goo together. And then uh, we'll just be happy. Yeah. It's kind of what he implies. But what I got from
0: it. Heteronormativity prevails.
1: Right out, Right out the window. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's I thought this episode was okay, but uh like you said it's a little too late, I think. Yeah, it it's not what I want. It's not what I want. Yeah. You know what I know what you want though. <laughs> how, about, <laughs>
0: how
1: about a Vic Fontaine episode? Uh, bada sev- bing
0: bada boom.
1: Uh it's actually bada bing bada bang. Ah yeah, so uh, seven fifteen. I put stop trying to make Davy Crockett a thing, uh, and then I also put Oceans nine.
2: Yeah, get it. Yeah,
1: uh, and I I got a three out of four on this one because I really? thought this episode was entertaining. well, yep. I en-
0: I enjoyed Mike Starr. Yes. Yep. Mike Star. Cool. Mike Star is always cool when he shows up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, my notes really are just this is a nah not for me. Like I don't want this. Especially okay, that's fine.
2: The best has yet to come. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so stupid, Hol- See, this is this Hol- one I
1: thought was stupid and fun,
0: hollow deck antics, eh when, which yeah oh there's the I'm not sure who says this, but when do you plan on going back to work i I, I don't know at some point someone says oh that. Cisco
1: does yeah, oh yeah, they're
0: talking- yeah, they're like carrying on about like this like bullshit Vic like Fontaine. yeah Vic Fontaine's in danger, and it's like uh Cisco's uh-huh, when do you plan on going back to work? <laughs> Because you're like, yeah, then Cisco gets sucked in, too.
1: Well, because of his girlfriend who pops up whenever can you. Cassie. Yeah. But definitely like, um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, like I, I liked that, too, because they're just like, well, we're really worried about the hologram. He was like. I'm really worried, worried that you're not going to go back to work.
0: I think the ship. I think the ship is a concern. We're in a we're in a war. They're like ah nah. We got to save Vic. He's done. He's helped us all out in his own way. We got to pay back the favor to the hologram. And Cisco's like, just wipe the entire computer. Who cares? Yeah,
1: wipe the program. No yeah. problem. Yeah, we can't. This anyway. one is dumb. This but, is uh, what, I got this, some. Yeah. I got some entertainment yeah. out of
0: it. This is some real what have you for me. It's kind of like yeah, this is nothing i mean i just watched the royale episode of Star of uh next gen
1: oh oh yeah
0: and that's like kind of this i always had the same vibe about it I, yeah. it's like oh it's paramount they have this like the the sound stage available for like uh stuff. and they just oh let's do star trek on like a oh, it's like the holodeck episode or a gangster planet same type of thing for me but like r- someone got really obsessed probably ira bear with like yeah. si- 60s vegas like in these like <laughs> i loved i love it
1: i I mean that's exactly what happened and i actually i've come to appreciate that as a part of the show i just uh vic Fontaine is uh just a kind of a spot for me you know Mm -hmm. anyways let's move on because we still have a whole lot to talk about we're only halfway through
0: halfway there so uh episode 16
1: yeah 716 uh i titled this leather daddy
2: Mm uh
0: and i gave this a three out of four because i thought it was a good episode Yeah, this is a fine episode. Mm -hmm. Inter Arma Enum Silent Legis. Wow. Say that again. No. Uh, Oh, okay. This is fine, I think. Yep. Uh, Bashir Patsy. Uh
1: yeah, to a point. His super intelligent brain can't help him now.
0: Romulan brain extractor. Is that something that was introduced in TNG? Because it vaguely uh, felt familiar. I don't remember seeing it. But that, oh, see, that doesn't they, mean I... they used it on us.
1: Oh, are you talking about the men in black, Jared?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, in the way that the, you know, that SpongeBob gif of like him looking all derpy. And they use it when they want you want oh, to make yeah. sound sound stupid. I typed in, because you have to have lowercase, uppercase letters, genetically superior. It's <laughs> like, every time, I... every time they say it, it's so, like, well, we wanted to give Bashir an extra, like, level of character. That's the mm-hmm. old, it's so, well, you know, because of this. I'm like, they don't have to do that for any other character. <laughs> like, they never talk about, even, like, with, like shitty old Dax. And, you know, they're never like, well, you know, Dax, you have a... Three hundred and fifty-nine year old entity inside of, of you. Years of experience. They they, they, the they, they don't they don't have to say that every time.
1: They they have to with Bashir
0: because the thing about
1: Bashir is nobody likes him, Jarrett. I have some pictures I'll send your way of from that documentary.
0: Oh, oh yeah, but even like in fuck even his, uh, setting it was kind of like I don't know this like I don't know why I was cast to be this ladies man.
1: Oh, I I liked that a lot too, where he, he was just like. He's like, I don't really know why they cast me for this. He was supposed to be a sexy but you, dude. You
0: know what I but I do I think that I cause I, I you know, you, you think you daydream a little bit and you go, What would the future of DS9 look like? Would Bashir like, I think I think like a long haired, old bearded Bashir would be pretty good.
1: Yeah, I think that would be cool. Yeah. And I mean I think Bashir does get near the back end of this stuff, he is a lot more tolerable. Yeah. Uh but yeah, the uh genetically uh engineered thing is <laughs> yeah. a uh it's a it's a bit much. But my,
0: uh my next note here is when did Romulan's get all bumpy looking? Like they're all like just just recently. Yeah, they really ex- like they go deep into like making them look ridgier in their foreheads yeah. and stuff like that it's like i don't remember this being so well, you, heavy-handed
1: you you should uh you're on season three of tng you should have yeah, seen what well, well, i have you should have a lot of rami well, and stuff but see, yeah they change them now
0: that i've gone back i mean there are they do have little, yep. they do use a lot more prosthetics on their faces um mm-hmm. but not to this degree where they kind of look just like i don't know so yeah the whole plot of this store episode is this is kind of like trying to tie up the section 31 story with the agent, whatever his name mm-hmm. is. Um, Bashir's being used uh, kind of as like a setup guy to achieve the goal. We have the ambassador, i call him Admiral Barry. Mm-hmm. Um, he shows up and you, you kind of like, I don't know. It's, it's pretty heavily choreographed because the show isn't like that smart, <laughs> but like, oh. you're like, it's, you know, it's going where it's going. You know that like, oh, I feel like something's a little off. I feel like there's something a little bit off, and like it doesn't even make sense at the end of it. Like, what was the intention of this? Like, I don't know. At, at the end of the at the end of the, at the end of the episode, I'm like, what was the point of it? Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what their goal was. It wasn't clear what the operation was. Like,
1: for the episode
0: itself? Yeah, or inside like, the it's inside the story, it, the actual story itself. I mean, itself.
1: I guess they were just trying to keep the Romulan thing alive, but it seems unnecessary, right. especially, like, because DS9, it's just, like... It's never come up. It's like,
2: oh, it, it, sometimes it
0: the Romulans are building like devices on planets, and Bajorans are like mad about it. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the contention in it. And you are like, I don't care. Yeah, it's like if the if you never mentioned it, I wouldn't even think about it. Other yep. than like all, all it's like kind of been a uh, Care Bear staring lately because it's like all the old bad guys. Like as I've been watching TNG, I am like, oh yeah, when like Starfleet and Romulans are at each other's throats and like war could yep. happen any second, and now they're all like pals.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's all it is. Is they're trying to uh, keep that old flame alive, but it it doesn't seem necessary anymore because it's one of those things. It's like you've gotten past the point of when uh, the Romulans were a, an intimidating threat. They're done. Mm-hmm. Don't we don't need Romulans anymore. Yeah.
0: Okay. So We've moved on. And after that episode, where this is now the 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 the, ten, the home stretch, the the ten parter essentially.
1: Yeah. It is a ten parter, and I think this is the unfortunate uh, um, one to start with. Um, yep. Not that it's bad, but I,
0: this is yeah. This episode is a very much a okay, and then I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I felt the same way because it felt so much like the episode where Worf and Dax are like on Jungle Planet.
1: It, it's exactly the same, so or like. It, yeah, it's got the exact same feel. Like almost as if they have forgotten that they had made that mm-hmm. episode previously and then they're like, "Let's do this." And they're like, "Oh, that's a great idea." So I have uh for 717, Dax sucks, Worf fucks. <laughs> 2 out of 4 stars. And then we get the introduction of Daft Punk into the Star Trek universe. Uh
0: we we also get a wedding. Ratings. <laughs> Because that's what you do. Because uh, in the mm. in the late nineties or whatever, speak. it's like, well, we gotta do We gotta do a wedding episode because people tune in for weddings. It's just like in pro wrestling, you gotta do that. So so Cisco and Cassie are gonna get married Sisko. all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, we get Wharf Worf and Dax in the jungle. Uh, we get long hair Worf who rules. Like when he lets his hair down,
2: mm-hmm.
0: he looks great. And we get uh, which I think is like a pretty. Interesting thing to pull at the end of a series is you get plastic surgery, Ducat.
1: Yes, uh, and that's how Ducat got his groove back. Um, which I actually, it is interesting. Do you think the guy who played Ducat was just like, you know, I'm tired of the makeup? I
0: think it actually is smarter. I think it actually is a really smart thing. Because, because yep. this whole idea that there's this Cardassian who really wants to like be Bajoran, but like mm-hmm. for all the wrong reasons, like yeah, and, like as just demonstrated, like in uh, the the episode with uh, Quark, Jim Jones, with the Quark episode, oh, uh, right. where like you can just change into a different, like your body just changes through, like you know, 23rd or 24th century technology. It's like, yeah, he's going to be a Bajoran. And so those do is like, yeah. Hey, it's, um, Mark Alamo. Uh, and he's just throwing the Bajoran re- earring and like the little mm-hmm. nose ridge and we're good to rock and roll. And it works so great. Cause I think that guy's such a good actor.
2: Yeah,
1: he is. He's a, uh, he was really good in this and yeah, it, it's nice to see him just in his own skin yeah. and, uh, you know, so he was actually, act.
0: uh, in the First episode with the Romulans, season one. He's actually one of the Romulans. I mean, that makes sense. They seem and, to uh, keep uh, people around. Skinny from Unforgiven. He's the other Romulan.
1: I saw that he was in Unforgiven. Yeah. Or no, wait. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, it's like I can't remember yeah, where though.
0: He, he's the saloon owner who's decorating their place with my friend. Uh, I am. Um... <laughs> See, I got to go back and watch that now too. Always a good, always a good time yeah. to go back and watch Unforgiven. So yeah, this uh, yeah. Unfortunately, this like considering this kicks off the last episodes run. Yeah. This is a pretty like weak episode.
1: This is the tram to get to the plane though, yes. and then the plane takes. off. We all go off together if that and, makes sense. And
0: then that plane is like a wicked ass rocket ship.
1: It's full speed. <laughs> yeah. It's full speed until the end, right?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Like there's
1: not a bad episode coming up.
0: Pretty I don't uh, think. uh Actually, it, it it pretty well goes. Like I think my notes go. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, woo. And then, and then sure, there's a sure episode there. Ooh. That's the Eternal Sunshine episode.
1: Oh, I put the Inception episode. Okay,
0: either one or the other. And same, then, same idea. And then yeah. and then yes and yay. That's pretty well the trajectory of how Kay. this
1: goes. Good. Good to know. Same for me. Same for me. So next we have seven eighteen, and I put Cisco Simps three out of four stars. <laughs> This is this his turn to a uh, simp for the cause?
0: We get down and out, Damar, which is so good, like him looking in the mirror. Oh yeah, uh, accepting his alcoholism. Well, he's just like, I'm a. Why am I so depressed? Why am I such? So because at this, this is the. Yeah, because this is starting to set up. What's why we had to do that first episode, right? And it's like this elaborate thing of like, hey, remember those weird looking aliens? the Breen. the Breen. it's like the well there, there's yeah. a there's a reason why they're here and you're like oh damn and demar's feeling uh you know a little cold shoulder here because the dominion they made this new deal with the Breen, who turned out like oh they're a big threat you just never realized it
1: mm-hmm. yeah they uh, which i actually thought was a great inclusion there because and this too it's just like the dominion you know they uh they just cozy oh. up to whoever's whoever's warmest they're looking for opportunity, but I really like the idea that the brain is just like, yeah, we can do some bad shit. We just never have.
0: Yeah. And this like, is like, we will uh, now we, we get some torture episode a little bit off camera, yeah. torturing. Mm, just off camera, which I prefer on camera, but you know, me, and I do know. I like when Dax, uh, says Bashir is obviously attractive.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Well, yeah, because it needs to be stated. It's because they kept trying to make Bashir a sexy guy, and mm-hmm. but no one was buying it. So they're like, maybe if we start telling people that he is, <laughs> That's how maybe write... that'll have the effect we want.
0: <laughs> That's how writing works. <laughs>
1: that is how writing works. Yeah.
0: And this is the wedding episode. We get the same arc yeah. with like Dax and Worf's wedding where it's like, oh, there something came up. Maybe it won't happen. And she's like, and then well, it does, he, and then it does the happen. And then, because yeah, because he gets a visit from the prophets who say, "You must not get married. It will end horribly. It will end goes, in pain." Oh yeah. Well, I must because sometimes I do this and sometimes I don't. I don't know.
1: Well, he's like jazz music, Jarrett. He can, he just mm-hmm. he flows. He, he
0: talks in talks in incomplete sentences.
1: He does talk in incomplete sentences.
0: I, I've I've heard he's like, he's an odd man. He's an odd odd man. He, he definitely
1: seems it he seems it but i gotta say there's something weird like because even so uh into voyager now even janeway talks weird and it's just like why do they cast these people who have like such weird like diction and like d- like the way that they speak like the cadence it's like why are they casting these people because because I, I haven't watched a lot of voyager yet jared but uh janeway talks weird too and i'm like what's going on
0: it's weird oh well we can talk about it okay so yeah. I, I don't even know what the episode eighteen was. At this point, like I kind of stopped, like because they all of blurring. That one I didn't. I what is the title of eighteen? Till death do us part. There we go. Why would I write that yep. down? Uh, so yeah, this episode's good. It's just because yep, it's because you're like, ooh, what's going on with this? Um, Advancing the plot. Yep. Yeah, episode nineteen is strange bedfellows. Yeah. So this is a wharf slut shames,
1: uh, and I forgot to rate this one. Again. But it's like I, again, but uh, this. We're, we're, everything's good. My one note for this was Klingon's talking about front doors, which I found weird because there's that Klingon. He's like, yeah, I married, uh, this late Klingon woman and uh, she left the front door open and my trog got out and I never saw it again. And I was like, this is such a weird, like, like, it's like this doesn't fit with the way Klingons are, like front doors and like a dog that ran away. I was like, where is this coming from? It's very strange. (laughs) It's very strange.
0: Trog, but
1: it's something like that, isn't it?
0: That's another thing because <laughs> Trog's that movie. <laughs> okay,
1: wait, let me look it up. Klingon, Klingon and pets.
0: Uh, pets. Remember, remember when that war pig shows up in Next Generation? And war. Oh, like, that, I, yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah, monster dog. It, okay, well, uh,
1: it's called a Targ.
0: <laughs> it's, well, it's like a pig though? I mean, like that? <laughs> it's like it wearing a little suit. Oh, I loved it. I'm like, ah. Oh. Good boy. Oh, And Galron, yeah. the Galron toy came with a. Uh, it came the, with a Targ. The, yeah.
1: Oh, that's awesome. It, it was a
0: terrible like rendition of it. it. Wasn't really painted. It was just like solid plastic color. Yeah. The
1: uh, the first picture that I see for uh, the Klingon dog here is so good. It's just the one from TNG. Yeah. But uh, I'll see if I can uh, send it your well, way. it's because... it's a
0: bore, right?
1: Yeah. It's like um.
2: Yeah, it's
0: just like, it's like a wild boar kind of. thing. I'm just looking at people's like <laughs> costumes they've made for their own with their with pigs. their pets. Yeah,
1: yeah, I can get down on that.
0: Oh okay, yeah, then there's like yeah. then there's another one. It's like a rat. It's like a Klingon rat monster. Do you think that's uh? What are they always talking about?
1: Voles? You think it's no, a vole? No, it's not a vole. They've kind of dropped the vole. They uh, it was a plot beat that they've really kind of abandoned. Yeah. Now,
0: for for whatever reason, I think I think for uh, it's not a priority.
2: No, okay. and it, it should have been. So
0: strange, Bedfellows. Th- this is where you get Vedic Kai. Uh, yeah. She shows up and she Vedic Kai is that, that she's she lives up to her rep. Kai win. Yeah. Yeah, she's all she's in there, man. She's
1: doing the good stuff, doing the real yeah, good there, stuff.
0: There it is, giving him good, good pets. Good. Pets. Good pets. I just sent Jarrett the picture of the Targ. And so, yeah, so this is sets up where um, Ducat arrives and no one seems to recognize this voice um, of, mm-hmm. of of the, uh, you know, former dictator. of The, of, the leader of all the, of Cardassia. Of, of the occupation. And he's mm-hmm. and like, oh, this is great. And he's saying it's all these sweet nothings. He seduces her uh and he he does a good job at it too oh he he, he gets he, her he wins her over and they, they lay mm-hmm. around in bed i think till the next episode uh mm-hmm. then we get damar baby face turn yeah he because, uh
1: because this he, is the he's had where, enough
0: because after so after uh dax and warf are kidnapped and they're going to get executed um mm-hmm. DeMar goes like fuck fuck you fuck the dominion shit fuck you assholes i'm gonna shoot these Jem hardar guys and let them go Mm -hmm. I'm enough of this crap. Cardassians. The thing that that instigates this is because like this planet of Cardassians got completely like wiped out by Klingons because they're like, well, we'll let that we'll let that planet fall. He's like, what do you mean? Why wasn't I informed of it? It's like, well, the brain thought it was a good idea. Oh, I love (laughs) way in the brain. They're like, oh, yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it is. It was a great. uh point to make it so that we can't understand the brain like and to draw attention to that too Mm. and it's just like oh you're it's like you you must have the problem if you can't understand the brain it was good i liked it
0: yeah Yeah. um then episode 20 the changing face of evil and this episode opens up with the fucking feds getting fucked up (laughs) it certainly does i uh for
1: some reason i just called this episode hocus pocus and then I gave it three out of four stars.
0: Oh, because the it's the blood at the end. Because uh, Vedic's uh, dude says, this is evil. You're looking at the ancient books of evil. And oh, mm-hmm. I got killed. And then blood. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the blood's going good thing that reveals the invisible ink on the page. Because Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. But it's there good. There you go. It's good stuff. Uh, yeah, this, mm-hmm. this this episode opens up with all of a sudden it's like a hole open. And then you're like, oh, hey, the brain like, attacked Earth, which doesn't happen. And No, no one... and
1: they blew the shit out of San Francisco.
0: Yeah, yeah, the yeah Starfleet command got rocked, and everyone's like, mm-hmm. it, it, "This should have been like a bigger thing in some ways, but this is TV." And you're mm-hmm. like, "Whoa, that never happens. That's never happened. Like, it got close. The Borg cube almost got to Earth, and then it was, but they defended it. And yep. uh, here it's like, oh, the Breen just walked right in because nobody knew it was coming. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's like, like man, they're they're going big and bold here."
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, that's a good point too. Though is it's not something that has happened ever, because you're right. Like the Borg, they they didn't even get there. Not even in first contact, they yeah. they still couldn't get to Earth. Like not not really. They they saw the hole
0: and they exploited it.
1: Yeah. See, I like the brain. Do they ever come back? Probably not. Hey.
0: Well, see, well, we can. T- I mean, this is like a big picture thing, I guess, in yeah. terms of Star Trek. But like after, so DS9, I feel like is the last piece of other than the start the the, the tng movies they don't really proceed much past the like so when they do abram's movie you see vulcan blow up or whatever yeah and then there's like that like that's as far as we go into the timeline of Mm -hmm. starfleet and beyond that it's like non-canon we don't know what go we don't know what happens we know all the
1: other series went back pre enterprise right. Every,
0: everything's been pre uh yes. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, enterprise discovery, uh the Pike show. Like they're all in the past. Yep. Like they don't want to mm-hmm. go forward, which is really frustrating because that was always the really uh I guess exciting thing about next generation at the time it was like, oh it's a hundred years in the future.
2: Cool. Yeah. And it's then, actually
0: moving ahead. And, and I mean the DS9 innovation was oh we're going to like do a show that's set in one location, set in this world uh and like mm-hmm. and do like what what it would be like living in like federation space or like trying to convince a uh, you know a country slash you know planet to join the federation
1: in yeah. uh, in a post borg world mm-hmm. as well and like yeah and then voyager doesn't count because voyager's ta- they were taken out
0: of me- the timeline anyways well they're just, not... they 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 just yeah they get thrown into the uh the the delta quadrant yeah and I so mean... like
1: what they do doesn't really matter yeah Not like not that I can. It's just not yet. Not not yet.
0: I mean, they got to do like they got to go down like, hey, spaceship adventures every week.
1: Yeah,
0: but that's it. With with Tom Paris. So (laughs) 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 that guy sucks. I know, right? Uh, His name's Duncan or something. Ensign Kim. (laughs) Oh, Harry Kim. Yeah, Uh, I have opinions, but we'll get uh, there. Yeah. Um. So episode twenty-one. When it rains. Uh, so when it rains, I have
1: 721 crazy eyes two times because there's two people with crazy eyes in this episode. And this is another three out of four stars because and, it and is bl- a good episode. And
0: blind Ducat.
1: Oh, yeah. Ducat goes blind because uh, he was doing something he shouldn't have been doing. That's what they used to tell little boys, right, Jared? Don't mm-hmm. do not do stuff you shouldn't yeah. do or else you'll go blind.
0: Yeah. And uh, we get more things about the bad fed, uh, which is the, where they find out, oh, the it was section 31 that poisoned the changelings. Oh, right. A little bit of uh, you know uh, biological warfare. See, and this is where
1: Cisco should be all over
0: this because he he loves uh bioterrorism. And this episode is where uh Kira gets sent off to assist the Cardassian resistance, because that's the other thing that happens, I think, in the previous yep. episode is Damar is now like the leader of the resistance. Yeah, would, and he's
1: starting his own Cardassian uh, like guerrilla resistance, and yeah. they need a trained revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Uh, which in the documentary they uh, frequently talk about Kira the terrorist. Yeah, which I feel like is the wrong word choice to describe well, her. Well, but...
0: freedom fighter terrorist. Like, oh, it would have been different. I don't know. Yeah. If they, I don't know if they let us put it on the air like that. Now it's like, well, yeah, maybe if you handled it.
1: Yeah. different so like is, more
0: delicately. Yeah, so this episode is kind of like where everyone's gets dispersed. Everyone's kind of getting broken right. off into their own like storyline, which actually mm-hmm. winds up working out pretty well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It does, yeah. Yeah, cuz they all kind of get split into where they need to be and it, it, it actually gets good because uh it doesn't feel like anyone was cleaved off and isn't needed. They're all doing their like Kira's story is good with uh mm-hmm. the Cardassians and then uh, what else do we have? Well, he yep, has yep, just Um, just there. um
0: Is that so? You have Cisco, who is oh yeah. So Kira and Garrick go off to join Damar with the Resistance, yeah. And Bashir is on; uh, he's on the case to figure out what's going on with Odo and how to reverse it. And Odo is also with Kira, and he's hiding how sick he actually is.
1: Yeah, which is the
0: next episode. I which is the next episode. Yeah. And yeah. then I think those are the main things. And then eventually, yeah, uh, then you get Bashir and Miles teaming up,
1: right? Um, and that's um, two episodes away.
0: Yeah, that's two episodes yeah. away. So they
1: all they all get set up, and it's kind of like you said; these ten episodes are basically one thing.
0: Yeah, it's just they all kind and, of split. And Galron shows up to take yeah. over from Martok. He's like, "I'm going to run things better." <laughs>
1: yeah, man, Galron, you should get a Galron tattoo. A tat, just the eyes right mm-hmm. under your chin just the two eyes yeah yeah someone else has crazy eyes in this episode too though
2: Uh... i can't
1: remember who it is because i put crazy eyes two times might
0: have been ducat because he goes blind. oh maybe
1: oh yeah maybe that's what it was but yeah another good episode okay episode 22 22 dry odo is back baby
0: (laughs) tracking into the wind yeah so uh this this is like zombie odo
1: this is zombie Odo. So in one of the season one or two, when he doesn't go back to his goo form before he knows what he is, he goes into like this dry zombie kind of Odo stuff too, oh, I which that, is
0: not tracking, tacking into the wind.
1: Tacking into the wind. That's it. That makes someone on the sense. internet would have really, really let you have it if you had uh, not corrected full, yourself. Full blast. So what happens in this one here?
0: Um, we, we get sick Odo who's because they got, because mm-hmm. uh, the resistance got pinned down. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, and um, he's trying to conceal this. Garrick's there. That's just like, kind of the main thrust of it. But the big thing is Gowron is like just fucking shit up because he sucks. He's stupid. He has no military mind. And he's just trying to make Ma- uh, Martok look bad because in Klingonese, when you're successful at fighting, it makes you look good and you can politic back in. Mm-hmm. And this climaxes into probably like the, the, best, the, the best moment of uh, Worf's life. the the only time in two two
1: series has Worf ever lived up to his reputation
0: yeah i think of of beating ass but because you never you never see him do it but here no and he he, he kind of doesn't and he kind of does get tossed around here too because he gets he gets thrown through the fucking glass and then gowron's standing over top of him but because gowron sucks he gets, gets fucking gutted and then mm-hmm. Gowron's dead. And it's like Worf just killed Gowron, the the president of Klingonia. And uh, now Worf is the the leader of the Empire for like a minute.
1: A minute. Until he he uh, re- uh, concedes it. But yeah, that's the thing about Worf and Klingons in general. They're all talk. They get they get pumped up a lot. But you never get to see them do anything like real.
0: Oh, You're just there. In this episode, it's got the um, – where the – Oh, like there's an offense attempted, but the Breen can, like, fuck you right back up real bad. Because this right. is the episode, because what's the episode where the Defiant gets blown up?
1: Uh, Could have been this one. It might have
0: been this one. Oh, yeah. At some point, yeah. It, it, somewhere here, the, the, the Defiant goes boom. And you're like, God damn. And they have the escape pods. And then he's like, then I think it's like uh, Wayne's like, oh, "Let them live, so they will spread the word of how evil and powerful we are." And you're like, "Oh, don't do that! Blow them mm-hmm. up! Blow them up a little
1: bit." It's it's the number one mistake they've everyone has always made.
0: Everyone makes that. Well, it's it's TV, baby.
1: Yeah, you gotta blow them up. But yeah, this is a this is a good one too. They're all good from here on, except for maybe the next one. Well, the next one's fine.
0: Extreme measures.
1: Yeah, so 7, uh, uh, Three. 723. Yeah. yeah, so you said internal uh, sunshine. I said inception. Um, but the one thing also is I put Cisco says what? And the and I don't, did you notice how Cisco reads the line here? They say something to him and he goes,
2: what?
0: I think, yeah.
1: And he, he says it like that too. He's like,
2: what?
1: I can't even, I can't even copy it. It's It's so strange. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) There's so much like, um, it's very like subdued, but there's so much packed into, it's so weird. Yeah, Yeah, this strange.
0: so this episode is all about breaking into section 31 guy's head. Yeah, and because, this is to stop cause genocide, stop genocide because they have to find the cure for Odo to save Odo because he's going to die. And so yeah. uh, Bashir and Miles O'Brien they go inside of <laughs> Section Thirty One guy's head because they lay out this plot. It's actually mm-hmm. pretty good. It's a pretty good it's, idea. It's, 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 it's not bad. It's, it's an O'Brien scheme where it's like, hey, you know these like holodeck plans and stuff like that when we're doing these like ideas it's like won't well, we do this for real and say we did find the cure and we'll send a message to starfleet because starfleet's yep. all being weird about this and they're gonna section 31 guy's gonna know all about it and he's just gonna show up and when he shows up we snatch him up and then we get it from him that way we beat it out of him <laughs> which it's a good plan it's a good plan and, and he, uh of course he suicide pills it
1: yeah and then he's dead and then they have to go into his brain, into his dead brain, or which di- could, or dying,
0: dying brain,
1: dying brain, which could have had the potential to be super spooky, which I think they missed out on because it's kind of like uh, since now that you're watching TNG, eventually you'll get to the data dream episodes where he has his nightmares, which is like, oh, so good. I think this could have been like that, but they uh, oh. they just missed it. They didn't they didn't buy into it enough.
0: Agent Sloan. Is, agent
1: uh, Sloan yeah I just know him as uh the the bad guy from the mist oh yeah <laughs> and uh what else is this guy in what's this guy's name again Richard Atler oh, uh, like w- w- William Sadler William Sadler yeah he's a good dude he, he was good for the role yeah yeah what did I say Richard Atler Haywood from Shawshank remember what he did in Shawshank hmm. one of the, one of the dudes he was one of them So yeah, this is a, it's a, it's an okay episode, I thought, you know, in the middle of all this stuff, it's kind of like, it's a bit jarred in there, but uh, if it, if it came at a different time, I think it would have been good. So anyways, do you have anything else to say about That, that that one?
0: That's about it. It's just like, it's such a slowdown of an episode, but I mean, it's all about getting Odo okayed and it does play into the end as well. Yeah, it does. It does.
1: Uh, so then, seven twenty-four. I have William Wallace Cardassia, uh, and that's
0: a three out of four stars. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this yeah. is the the Dogs of War. Dogs of War. We also and we get uh, Rom Grand Nagus, which is like you. I saw. I felt was very uh, telegraphed.
1: Yeah, I uh, I I had completely forgotten that that even happened. Yeah. Until but you
0: brought that up. It's pretty well like the closure to the the the, the Ferengi arc. Uh, like how because it's kind of really. Interesting when you see the very first episode of the Ferengis appearing, there's this whole speech about like one day the Ferengis will be better, mm-hmm. and this and that's what DS9 becomes is like that's like one of the arcs of like how the Ferengis like arguably become a better species because they, mm-hmm. they open up, uh, and maybe become not as uh, uh, vile. Just pure capitalists. <laughs> well, now they women are allowed to wear clothes and get jobs and so. and, have, and be part of the economy and in society yep. in general. And uh, yep. And and now you have the, and you have Rom, who is like the nicest guy around. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then you kind of it's basically
1: the end of Quark, and I, I feel like Quark gets a uh, shortchanged on this. He doesn't really have a conclusion to his story. Uh, I have a note here: snogging. Did someone say snot Oh, between the Nagus and Moogie.
0: Yeah, well, there's, well, there's like. I think. And then like Quark's got his lady that sh- she was like all in dim. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Quark does some. Uh... It's always <laughs> gross <laughs> to see him hitting on ladies.
0: Harassment.
1: <laughs> yeah, harassment is right.
0: Oh yeah, so yeah. The other thing that's been going on is so Kira, Damar, and Garrick. They're like in a basement and on Cardassia. They're at, they're With at Garrick's, Garrick's mom. Garrick's not his mom. His housekeeper. The her- house- housekeeper. yeah the, the family housekeeper or whatever it's been keeping the house yep. the whole time uh they're hiding out there in the basement uh they're they're waiting they're trying to hide from detection Damar is becoming sort of this like cult figure mm-hmm. the, the hero to the people and they can't do anything about it and th- th- yeah
1: which is, I, I actually, I really liked that kind of side plot,
0: mm-hmm. like the
1: Damar, Kira, mm-hmm. and Garrick
0: stuff. It's really good, and it has yeah. a
1: great payoff in the oh, next yeah. episode.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I have these as two
1: separate episodes, but we could probably talk about it's them it. It's
0: pretty well one because it's like what it's like. It's definitely like longer than even two episodes. It seems like there's it, so yeah. there's so much that goes down in this. Yeah. So the big thing is so Cisco and the Federation. There, This is it. They they've like managed to like get into a they got their asses pushed back by the breen but mm-hmm. things are going down where there's a positioning I can't remember what the what's going down where they can now make a big push and it happens in the first half of this episode part of it was because so part
1: of it is because Card- Cardassia turned so that opened up a hole yeah and then they um. The other part is that the founders are all dying. So that, mm-hmm. like, is a part of it, too. And they're they're pushed back to Cardassia Prime. Yeah. And that's become and of then their, they circle their
0: super them. base. Yeah. And then another yeah. idea is, like, we're, like well, there's this debate whether or not they... Well, we could just let them... We could, the we, we, we could rest up and try to, like... Yeah. Uh, like but it's like they're just gonna start rebuilding again
1: oh the other part of it is that more or was it martok takes over the klingon empire so they have better klingon strategy now as well even though he was doing it before but so they have him there the romulans are still on board they uh and then Cardassia leaves. So that all of those things I think is what opened it up for them to kind of take over. There was one other big thing though, like one more thing that they lost or something. I just can't remember what it was. Yeah, kind
0: of a skimming what the big yeah, the Dominion bring Cardassians versus the Federation Klingon Romulan fleets, uh, cutting off the communication feeding fleet. It's just talk i'm just, I'm. because it's like okay. you know, it's been so, like three weeks since i watched all this so
1: yeah so i did have two separate things because i i watched them as two partners but for 725 i put they straight murked grandma uh and then i put five out of four stars oh for seven for 725 see so, what was that again i said uh because I, I i watched it as two so, I, I'll give you my rundown as two episodes, but 725, I put, they straight murked Grandma, yeah. and then I gave it five out of four stars.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Because okay.
1: they, yeah. they stab her or something, and they throw her down all the stairs mm-hmm. right over Garrick. And I was just like, oh my God.
0: They're there the Z Germans, RJ.
1: I know, but still, I was still a little taken aback by it.
0: Uh, oh, Through we also,
2: but yeah, five yeah. out
0: of four. Uh, so, yeah, this is also, we also we get the return of Galdukot. 'Cause he got blinded and got sent out into the streets, like until your vision comes back, you can't come back to me. So he gets mm-hmm. put on hold for three episodes, but he's back. And uh he's back, and that's like kind of like the the back burner of like there's the Kardashian battle, then there's like the the other the the small battle that's like sets itself up. And we'll talk about that, I think. But yeah, you get the invasion of Cardassia, which is awesome. You get the Damar, uh Kira, Garrick final like I don't know, charge on the base Mm -hmm. uh, with like the, you know, certain death looking upon them as they decide, as they're attempting to uh, push in. And once the Cardassian, shakes what happens is there's the big star battle and like everyone's Mm -hmm. getting Fucked. Like, the the Federation is getting destroyed. And they went in knowing it. Like, this is like D-Day. Like, they're like, we're going to lose a lot of people, but we need to do this right now. Because more people will die in the long term, and we could do this right now and end this today. It's awesome. It's like, makes total sense. They charge in. They're getting destroyed left and right. It seems pretty grim. And then the the Cardassians turn, and uh, they decide to start... Blowing them away, pushing them back because that's what the big thing. And then, mm-hmm. they, then the Dominion falls back and consolidating. And then, once uh, the the changeling, the 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 boss lady, mm-hmm. when she finds out what's going on, she gives an order, RJ. <laughs> she what's said, her order? To exterminate the Cardassians. <laughs> yes, she does, and she says, "You know what? Fuck these all, people. All of them." They kill them all. all, all of them. It's like what? It's like what's going on right now? It's like I you do know, go send everybody out, kill them all. I want them all just, dead. Like just start kill, murder, kill them. I don't give a shit. Because she's rotting, decaying rapidly, and she's like, yeah. oh fuck, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this. Like I'm gonna make them fight. I'm not going to, I'm not going to call for like uh, an end to this. Like I, I want, want to start. I want the feds to like eat every single death. I want them to fight for it because I don't give a shit.
1: Yeah, well, and and her point too is she's just like, you know what? She's like the Gem Hadar will fight until. We tell them to stop. Yeah, so, so we until, all until die, the drugs run out. <laughs> yeah, they're like they will fight forever. So it's like send them down mm-hmm. and exterminate the Cardassians yeah. because nobody cares about them. They suck. That's right. And then you go, holy shit.
0: Yeah. Because because <laughs> how many how many die or <laughs> All of them. Eight hundred million. Eight
1: hundred million. Which yeah. uh, did they say how many of the uh, and, how many
0: are left? No, they didn't mention that part and just and counting because that wasn't the final tally. That was just like within hours of like when they actually do finally stop the killing. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, you get uh, Damar's big death, which I, I I loved it. I thought like, like he's yeah. like he turns like and that actually, I think he, the actor in the documentary he comes off as a pretty cool dude,
1: yeah. And I think he the biggest thing for him too, he was kind of just like. He's like, Damar was just kind of there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and I was just doing it. And then I became, he's like, and then it actually became a big thing. And he was just like, I was just trying to, just trying to be Damar, you know? And uh, I think Damar has a good storyline too. In this last 10 episodes, you're like, yeah. Yep. You're rooting for him a little bit. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, very good. And then, okay. So I do have uh, notes on the last episode. Okay. Because this is, this is basically where that halfway point is. Uh, so, 726, I put King Simp, Christ, Jesus, eight out of four stars. <laughs> eight? There, Holy there shit, were, boy. There were two separate parts of this episode, Jarrett, where I sat up and I made aud- audible gasps <laughs> out loud to myself. <laughs> one of them was the spawn uh segment with cisco and yeah i i sat up and i i I actually laughed out loud which isn't (laughs) something i do very often like especially not when i'm alone but i sat up and i went holy shit what
0: what, what, what do you think of cisco's solution Uh, Just just a fucking body check (laughs) it's like that's it it's like huh yeah Yeah, that did it and it's like you hey and then the problems go hey you did what you're supposed to do (laughs) <laughs> like, and he goes, oh. I know. Oh, and he I know. says it's complicated. It's complicated.
1: <laughs> so the next day, because uh, I watched this late at night, and then next day I was talking to Andrea. I was like, I finished DS9, and she's like, Oh yeah, what happened? And I was like, Cisco turned out to be actual Jesus, and she's like, What do you mean? I was like, He was Jesus. He was. Well, he, see, he brought it all together. So
0: this is the thing, right? At the like, because <sighs> that speech that Ducat gives. So yes. I just, so, Vedic gets burnt alive, which yep. is rad, because um, mm-hmm. like she's like she everything she did, she made the, she made the wrong move every single step of the every way, time. but she played her role, because yes. it was all about going to the to the fire Led caves the and like let them up. But then there's like that speech he gives, and you start realizing like wait 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 like you can start like thinking back to this. It's like are the paw Wraiths Satan?
1: Well, I mean, like, so it, paw, it, it, if paw paw you think are about just like the segment of the wormhole aliens, right? And they're the ones who got prisoned, but the wormhole aliens are okay. still alive. So if, around. If, you,
0: if you want to think about this in terms of like, uh, a th- if you want to think about it like in terms of like an atheist view of Star Trek, because like okay. there's the whole idea of like making Cisco as a prophet, right? They call him a prophet and, the they, prophet. They, and, and they send like energy things like aliens, the wormhole aliens send beings to like create Cisco um, to like do this one thing. And because the reason why is the power wraith. like when Ducat's like supercharged and mm-hmm. he's like talking about, I'm going to set the galaxy on fire. And you go, Whoa, wait, like, like what he, could he do that? Cause it's like, if this is the fire case, if this is what hell is, if this is mm-hmm. the vision that maybe, uh, you know, the prophets have been sending to people on earth all this time, trying to get the federation to Bajor, for this moment to deliver Cisco to this moment. Is this like the mm-hmm. entire purpose of like, of like, have they have like these, have I they mean, been sending? I, they, I was just wondering about this. Cause like that speech is really curious. I'm like, is he being just like, very, yeah. like, is this being poetic or is this like, he's like, no, he is actually like the destroyer of worlds. Like he was like dark side or, you know, Thanos for like a moment. And uh, it's like, oh, you had to kill him. And he did. And it's yeah. like, and, and you, hes the only one that can be there because at the time there's like a big final, like, "Hey, we're having a party with Vix," because he's—it's <laughs> going to be great.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I—I I mean, I—I I think so. That was what I got from it was that that was what was set up to begin the whole time, yeah, or the whole the yeah. whole way. It's hard to say though, like from from my from my viewpoint, I was like, "Oh, they made Cisco like." like jesus i was like i get it yeah it makes sense to me and then we have the spawn segment which i think is pretty spectacular uh, Fre- or aka uh, freddy the yeah the freddy meets spawn and then they go into the flames and i, I thought that was amazing uh, and i do
0: love that you go from a uh, plastic surgery ducat to uh, real ducat by the end where you get, you get to enjoy some cardassian action when he gets restored after he gets mm-hmm. blasted i thought that was a great touch yeah that is a uh,
1: super cool as well uh so you have that. Um, and then like the story finishes off and then but before we get there where is the montage? Is that right at the
0: end? The way you look tonight montage or is that like before the That's actual before, end? That's before cuz webs is cuz they have that big montage in the club with the song. Yeah, and, okay. And and then like and then uh but i don't know if that's the montage you're t- oh yeah i'm not sure if that's what in the montage because there's the yeah, whole scene I, where like they're singing the and that's when cisco gets the vision of like oh, i have to go now okay and and he goes and takes yeah. he, he takes a shuttle and he goes off and they're like hey where'd he go and you're like oh yeah he went to take care of something uh yeah. and then they get the vision and then yeah you get the montage of like where they have to like they can't use uh jedzia because they'd have to pay her money to do it yeah yeah, that's, like, that's the one thing I'm, like, oh, yeah, Worf wouldn't think about that, like, one bit. I met my wife and she died, but she won't make it into my flashback. My, because my of, flashback. Because of unions <laughs> and the paying people.
1: It, yeah, which I thought was really funny. And so, like, the, the inclusion of the montage, too, like, so I liked it with the song, The Way You Look Tonight. I was, like, this is very fitting yeah. based on, like, everything else they've done in the show. Uh, but I, I really thought – I actually thought it was really good that – uh they had the Bashir and Miles. It was like a romance montage mm. where it's just like them being in love with each other, which I thought, I thought was super funny. Uh, and then also when they have Quark's montage, it's like a it's like a blooper reel. It's just scenes of him being like embarrassed. And I was just like, man, Quark is really getting the fucking short stick on the the end of DS Nine here. They're just making fun of
0: him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But you know, whatever. Well, because I think like probably ultimately his like arc <laughs> like he kind of wound up exactly where he was and that's like despite his heroicism uh at moments uh he at the end of the day he's, he's the bartender right he is yeah i mean yeah
1: he is just the, yeah but so yeah you have the montage and then uh yeah cisco does his thing and then you get a um, harry potter-esque like a uh, moment of cisco in the like talking to Cassidy and stuff like that. And uh, then they go back to the station and you see everyone gets set up for uh, the rest of their lives. Jer. Well, and you get, you get Odo and his tuxedo. Odo in a tuxedo, which was uh very good. Did you, yep. did you squirt out a little tear
0: at the, the end of there or what? I did not, but I thought it was like, that's really cool. That's nice. Like it, it ties yep. up things in a pretty good little way. With Klingon, yep. with Worf being an ambassador for the Federation to the Klingon Empire. O'Brien's going to go teach at Starfleet and go, you know, do nothing, I guess. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, Kira Worf becomes Kira, a general. is the station commander. and yep. uh, And Cisco's son, Jake, is just going to hang out and wait for his dad. <laughs> Be like, uh, what about me? Which is like easily, I think one of the
1: saddest things in Star Trek, in, in the, in the franchise, just Jake looking out the window at the wormhole.
0: Yeah.
1: And like, I think that's just how you got to leave it. Nope. Cisco never comes back and Jake is just yearning for him forever. It really makes that one episode where Jake is an old man, uh, have a little bit more weight. I probably should have go back and And check that out. I have to say,
0: so yeah, way dies, RIP he's done. No. And there's, and he was the last clone. And they
1: say that was our last way. Yep.
0: And that's it. And then I love the signing of the treaty too. I thought that stuff was like so well done. I like that was like, man, like what's what closure? This is uh while TV shows wish they'd have like a, a closure like this.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh they wrap it up pretty nicely, I think. Hmm.
0: They really do. But
1: I don't know. What else uh what, what else, else is there to say?
0: say? I don't know. Uh the, I think the that last ten episodes of the Dominion War are like pretty much best star trek i yes. think like without like it's starts it's hard to compare right because what there's no other there's no comparison it's like yeah that multi-episode thing which really you know in that documentary we'll talk about here quickly yeah. maybe uh they say yeah that's what made us lose viewers though too is because everything like we started doing these multi-parters all the time and like telling long-term stories and it's like uh the fans they're not ready for it but it's like when you watch tv back then like, if you didn't tape an episode, it was just gone, and you'd have to wait for reruns all the time. Yeah. And watching TV like that, it was difficult. But, I mean, Star Trek fans were committed people, but you need yep. more than Star Trek fans. Because you look at the movies. Those movies those movies didn't make a lot of money. They were, yeah. uh, they were not performing top-notch, like, uh, nowadays, I guess, with the, the Abrams action movie stuff. But. Right.
1: Which, I mean, I feel like has already ran its course, Star, too, right? Yeah, Star Trek for fascism. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. Yeah. But I actually so like now that it's done, I think like if you're going to do this, the only correct way to do this is actually to do original series and then TNG and then DS9, because I think you need that build up of like original series just because it's wicked. TNG because you do get like you start to build up on some of these things and I do think you have a, a lot of like original series stuff in there too and then I, th- I think to get ready for DS9 I think you do need those other ones too I,
0: I will say that you know I'm kind of like half watching TNG for the most part because I've seen all these episodes yeah like several times and like the last time I tried watching it when I was using my full attention on it I found it really tough because yeah. like television has developed I remember you that. saying that but watching it now like after coming off of DS9 and going back to it and kind of being a little bit more interested in, like, not fully, like, watching mm-hmm. some of the, the the cheaper production values at times. Though, man, the, oh, the one thing, so the, in the Next Generation stuff that's on Netflix, they've yeah. it's all the upgraded effects, and they look mm. really good. It's, okay. it's actually great I really didn't like the ones that are in original series because it doesn't match whatsoever it doesn't match up but yeah. and the one thing that stinks about DS9 is that it looks old like the print of it like they, they're not going to restore it like they did with uh, Next Generation they spent a fortune restoring Next Generation because they shot those on film and they mm-hmm. did tons of work to do it and it looks really great uh, DS9 they're not going to put that money into that show but like yeah. they, then they do like that toss off like action sequence of mm-hmm. in like where they basically recreate um uh one battle from the Dominion War uh like we're, we're oh, one, of the, one of the big battles in, yeah. in the episode and it looks awesome like I'm like man mm-hmm. I, I want them to redo all those scenes like really bad they should. because they look so much better than they, mm-hmm. they do uh, as broadcast and, like, improve on it and be like, yeah, the space battles would look great and it would just have more drama to it when those ships explode. It looks like it. Like, it's, it's I think it's totally, yeah. it's cheap to do it now, too. And, like, it's not like there's not passionate people who would, like, work on Star Trek restoration stuff and
2: mm-hmm.
0: figure it out. You could do it. I could, yeah, me. <laughs> well, you're passionate about it. I know. No, there's there's some pros, RJ, real pros. Yeah,
1: I, I see, but I I'm well. I'm glad to because I I knew you were a little soft on TNG, mm-hmm. even when I was watching. But I'm glad to hear that you're you're getting in some
0: enjoyment out of it. Patrick Stewart is oh, br- brilliant. He is, he is so good. He is yeah. He arguably like yeah. He brings so he, much to that role. His disdain. I think he saved the franchise. Well, yeah. He well he's awesome. I have to say, like, I think Brent Spiner is a fairly limited actor, but his, like, him playing Data is so good. Like, he mm-hmm. brings so it much... It just works. It works so well. Like, there's stuff that, like, should not work at all, and he does. Um <sighs> Wesley is uh pants, for the most part. He's actually not, like, earlier on, it's not that annoying, because I actually, I really do like the uh, Picard-Wesley relationship. I think that mm-hmm. it works pretty well. Um they eventually write Rikes, him out too. Yeah. They, there's, they take him out for, for good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for Frakes is good. I think, uh, I think Riker did work really well in that show. I think he brings, mm-hmm. he plays super well. I, I don't think he's a bad actor. Or anything like that like really it's like Marina Sirtis, I think is like pretty, pretty weak. Uh, yes. I don't know if she, I don't know if she gets better or not. Um, uh,
1: no. And, but they limit her role too. Yeah. And like I think my my constant complaint about her is that uh, they always write her as like a like not as dumb, but like she always puts herself in bad situations. And you're just like, how can I like this character if you just keep making her
0: do all this dumb shit all the time? Are you you ever kept up at night wondering whatever happened to chief engineer Argyle? Most nights. Yeah.
2: No.
1: Oh, but hey, Barkley gets a uh, shout out in season seven of DS9. Oh, i don't know if you know oh yeah you know he does yeah because there's it's like right twer- after jet z it dies
0: yeah and it's like remember miles is like hey Worf, remember that remember that thing with barkley <laughs> like you remember barkley and he's
1: like yeah i remember that guy and he's like yeah me too mm-hmm. and then that's about it
0: yeah
1: uh but yeah it's uh see i'm, I'm glad you're watching tng again because it uh so now that i'm done it like i do think ds9 is definitely like ds9 i think is the best that the series or the franchise has been in terms of like long haul storylines like it's great like the bit the way they built up all of these kind of ideas and the stories and the things that they do actually kind of tackle I think is really really well done uh but then also too like TNG TNG is just fun man like I, I I just enjoyed watching TNG it was nice to throw it on and just kind of Sit back and like, and TNG got into some serious shit once in a while too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, there's but, even like, like I actually do like, there's some stuff that's like super dorky, uh, Star Trekky things like Prime Directive episodes, and sometimes it actually works pretty well. Like they actually do yeah. it. like the when they have like Picard getting very passionate about it and talking mm-hmm. about it, like I, that stuff actually works. Uh, the one, one of the episodes I just watched too was the uh, where they go to the planet with like the proto Vulcans. Right yeah. and uh like the whole thing is like they're accidentally seen because the the, yep. the the observation station blows up and they go to grab them and then they accidentally well, the guy falls and like fucks mm-hmm. himself up and Crusher makes the decision to beam him aboard and then he overhears and it's it's Leland Palmer by the way I don't know if you yes, remember that I remember yeah. and he's
1: like the caveman brow yes yeah yeah like the, the yeah, yeah
0: CroMagnon Vulcans. Yep. And, uh, yeah. And um yeah, then that episode's like pretty well handled. Uh, mm-hmm. and then even the one uh, that I actually thought was like like it's I actually I think it's a pretty cool episode is the pen pals episode. Where it's like the yeah. the volcano, yeah. yeah, with the volcano plan and that weird looking girl. That like that episode's awesome. That, yeah, that episode's actually really well done. Like it, yeah. I, I don't know, it, it nails so much stuff. Like the data stuff's excellent, and the mm-hmm. the prime Director stuff makes total sense. And like the whole like the the wrangling with like justifying it. And I love I love like fucking data's power play of playing the girl's voice coming through and like mm-hmm. everyone in the room's reaction. I think like Deanna Troy's like, oh god, <laughs> like because they because Picard just made the decision, and then he's like. Like Picard's like, oh oh data, uh oh, don't do that. Don't delete that. Oh fuck, we'll do it. We'll deal with it. <laughs> yeah. And
1: there's actually a place for it too though, because like Cause that it, that's whole data's whole storyline. It keeps coming back where it's like, is he property or like, and then like, cause he creates, he creates another being like his daughter. And then Starfleet's like, well, we own that. And he's like, no, you don't. He's like, it is a new life form. And it's like, and you, because of your guys' directives, you are, this thing is entitled to life kind of thing. So like, it comes back a bunch of different times. Uh, You have uh, Dr. Polanski (laughs) who's uh, trying to be
0: McCoy too.
1: So I got a. Have you seen Chaos on the Bridge, the Shatner doc? No. Okay, so I watched uh, that, and it's like it's right where you are. They're talking of. It's about the first three seasons of TNG. Yep. It's an hour long, and it's just Shatner sitting down with uh, TNG people, and it's basically talking about how Roddenberry was like nuts and was like doing really weird shit. But they talk about the Pulaski thing because basically it was just like. um, it's kind of like when they talk about uh, Jadzia and what we left behind and it was like well it was contracts so we got uh, we got Pulaski in but it was like no one liked her Wrong and she didn't like being there
0: Wikipedia yeah there's part of it was that one of the showrunners did not like Gates McFadden and, yeah. and they wrote her off and yeah. then they brought and in Pulaski and then by the end they're like this character has not gel- gelled with anybody and they try by the end to try to make her a little bit more likable because no, like she's man not. she's just like they just like I don't, I don't i don't blame the actress either like i it's yeah. the writers that are like we're trying to crank it up like why does she hate data so much
1: because he calls her data
0: yeah and like, and he, and she's, she's like, like "You're you it," calling him "it" all the time. right? Like, I get it. It's like you're trying to do McCoy and Vulcan, but like, this yeah. it seems like really mean <laughs> spirited. But mm-hmm. and then and then they just get rid of her by the end because they're like, "Oh, hey, we really want because you're not working, and we'll bring back Gates McFadden." And, and then Patrick Stewart uh, convinced her to do it, and that uh, was the best, the better move. Yeah.
1: And which I mean, it it was, but the, the reason I I brought that up too is just because of that, uh, not just because of that, but Patrick Stewart, they talk about him in this chaos on the bridge and he's there too. And he talks about it and like, I think the reason TNG, one of the reasons it was so successful was because of him, because of how serious he took it. Like he's super candid. He's just like, I didn't like people fucking around on the show. He's like, I always thought the American actors were too like loose. And he's like, so I wouldn't have any of it. And he's like, and then other TV or it's like the company would try to shoot like the new segment on the star Trek s- set, like on the weekend. And he's like, I told him to fuck right off. He's like, they're not going to be making fun of my show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, like it's good it's like he he was taking it like as seriously as picard was on the show it's like i think that's why it's believable because yeah. he's he believes himself
0: <laughs> he believes himself
1: yeah so tell me about what we left behind looking <laughs> back at star trek uh, Deep the, Space Nine. The, it's,
0: it's a kickstarter documentary rj
1: from ira bar uh, bear
0: yes i i was it ira steven bear or what's ira name? steven bear yeah so i just watched this because i saw you watched it and i went yo mm-hmm. dog yeah <laughs> shoot that my way so uh-huh. I, I, had, cause I I, wanted to watch this too because I was kind of curious how it would go and fuck is it depressing because it's like Aaron Eisenberg's dead uh, yeah. and who else is, who just died too that's like Renee uh, Aber, uh, yeah Sch- fucking o- o- Odo Odo's dead oh. <laughs> fucking Nog's dead and you're like god damn <laughs> it's, uh, you can't really do this at all N- uh, Nana Visitor looking like Jamie Lee Curtis I mean she always kind of was no
1: they just didn't know what to do with their hair a lot, but
0: yeah. And then, yeah. So yeah, this is just like what you kind of expect. A lot of talking heads, a lot of back padding. Uh, yeah. I did not recognize Rom at the beginning. Uh,
1: yeah. He's cause he doesn't even talk like how Rom talks too. So he, <laughs> he's a bit <laughs> brother. Uh, yeah. I, it took me a minute to place him. Mo- most of them I could place, uh, it took me a minute to place Rom. Um, Galdukot, you recognize immediately. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Robinson, uh, you can pick up immediately. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but that's because Garrick is awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: which I think he shines in this as well. But, uh, for this thing too, I thought it was a little self indulgent. Like, uh, like when they get to the checkbox thing, it's like, we <laughs> talked about LGBTQ, we talked about religion, we talked about this, and they're checking it off. I was like, Like, cause this documentary too, it's like, you know, people who are watching this are already fans of DS9. There's no one who's just going to watch this before watching the show. It's like, everyone knows what you did. It's like, that's why you're popular. But so for me at times, I was like, "Mm." it's like, this is a little too much. Like, look at how good we are.
0: Yeah. And Alanis Morissette.
1: Oh my God. Oh boy. Oh boy. That is so funny. Like when that music just drops and you go, yeah. "Oh my god!"
0: Women, am I right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Empowerment. Empowerment. Uh, I, uh. I, I. I did
1: like. I did like seeing the actors. all. like it is a nice kind of like debrief after you do uh, seven seasons of DS Nine. Yeah, I, mean, I think.
0: I, I think it's like strange because like this, this idea that like this is like the the most hated show i'm like I, don't, I mean that's changed i think a lot yeah, but even at the any. time i'm kind of like i always felt like voyager was the more dismissed of the, like the four first series
1: i mean yeah for sure if before you had asked me like because i knew what the series were i just didn't watch any of them if you're like rank them from worst to best i would have said sounds like enterprise is the worst and voyager yeah. is the second worst just yeah. based on what i've heard yeah that sounds about right which means I am in, uh, I am on a real downhill uh, <laughs> kind of stretch here for the next well, year. probably. we we'll
0: see. Maybe Aaron Lang, AA, A. He says that. Uh, Voyager, picks Voyager picks up. Voyager's got some good stuff, so we'll see.
1: People say that, but no one talks fa- passionately about Enterprise. No. At least
0: it's, at least that one's only four seasons. So I, I, to go back to your last review, though, for the last episode, eight out of four. Is is that like? Uh, <laughs> So, I mean, that's the clear, like, best episode of Star Trekdom, I think, with that type of rating. Not necessarily. Is that kind of like how you. So, like, what would your overall rating, I guess, be of DS9? Uh, Maybe on a scale of 10.
1: On a scale of 10, I don't know. It's hard to say because, like, it's like I said, the highs are very high, but the lows but, but are very low. They happen. And that's kind of yeah. the,
0: the nature of the Star Trek beast. There I'd is, say 8 out of 10. Yeah.
1: Eight
0: and a half out of 10. Yeah. What, what about uh, TNG? Mm, like eight and a half out of 10. Yeah. I
1: think they're, they, they like for me, they're both kind of, I think TNG has more consistency because DS9, like they were clearly wanted to do their long haul stuff, but once in a while they'd have these like, whenever DS9 has those like one-off
0: episodes, that's where it really kind of uh, like flounders a little bit. Well, because when they do those, it's like, it always feels like, even the one-off episodes of Next Gen, they always have. They still have Patrick Stewart or yeah. Data or like like those guys. Go- there's those, something. The, those characters that like oh like I, there's a, there's more than just oh it's Bashir with people you don't know or care about.
1: Oh, it's Esri on her home world in the last season, and Miles, <laughs> and Miles, and it's like nobody cares about this because the show is ending and no one gives a shit about this new character you just introduced. Yeah, it's like, but oh, he, but they might have killed somebody. <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> but, like, it doesn't matter. It's all made up anyway, so it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I'd say TNG, I think, has better consistency just in terms of. Uh, like the nature of the show, but like DS nine, like once you get in that good stretch where you start to get episodes that build off of each other, you're just like, Oh yeah, you can really feel it, you know?
0: Oh. And, uh, I mean, I did get to, uh, obviously since I finished season two, I did get Q who, which is, uh, Ooh. which is the, the Borgin, and you get that. that's good. The, the awesome stuff of Guinan where it's like, oh. geez, how many hundreds of years old? Um. <laughs> Okay, so I, I know you, you
1: don't pay attention to this stuff, but so yesterday, a day or two ago was like Star Trek Day, or First Contact Day or something. Yeah, First Contact Day. And uh, so one of the big takeaways was that for Picard Season 2, Q is going to be in Picard Season 2. But then also, I think some Patrick Stewart has been saying for a long time, he's trying to get Whoopi to be on Picard. So... What would could what would be very cool is if Guinan was on Picard and we actually get a, some background into what Whoopi was because she was like a pixie or something, right? Well, she she's definitely or they, they like never say
0: yeah. Quite. She's something that I mean when when she first shows up or when she's like around like she's just there in uh, ten was it ten four? Yeah. The, uh, the, ten forward. Uh, ten forward. The um. Or something like the, that. The bar. Yeah. yeah. Ten forward. You're right. And like when Q sees her, he's like, Ah, oh, you. And <laughs> she gives her little hand thing that like cancels her out or cancels out queuing
1: see and that's oh yeah see that episode is so good i i love gynon i just wish if anyone ever wants to send us something find me something gynon related hopefully maybe even a t-shirt with gynon I, oh, okay. I would love that
0: well, i mean how much do you spend do you spend any time rj on memory alpha oh
1: almost uh, when am i not on memory alpha <laughs> i've never heard of this i have no what? idea what like,
0: come on so you've never like google searched star trek before like or t- names of things because that's the that, i've googled it's, star trek stuff it before. is the wikipedia for trek things memory alpha everything is on there
1: fuck i didn't know i'm not that big of a nerd well you gotta
0: work Hey, i'm on there now yeah and so you can look up Guinan, and like it'll have like all the like stuff that we know about her
1: okay so these are things we know slimer Okay, in. Yeah, but she's never been in anything other than TNG, I don't think.
0: Right. Hmm.
1: Okay, well, anyways, I was just I was just saying I'd be really excited for her to come back since you just watched the Q episode. Uh, but so another thing too is now that I finished DS9, I need to add to the data poster, but I need I need a DS9 themed one.
0: Ooh, who who are you going to go with?
1: I don't know it'll depend on the availability I mean I think a quark would be a (laughs) nice
0: pairing I think that's the yeah there you go
1: yeah data quark and then uh so far in my experiences with a voyager uh I guess Tuvok maybe is the only one that's not annoying me at the moment (laughs) should Um,
0: should we really go too far and talk about voyager (laughs)
1: Not yet, but uh, I, I will give you my brief uh, inter- anticipations. But I also, I don't know if you're interested, but I watched the Star Trek uh, Black Mirror episode.
0: Oh, okay. Uh,
1: with uh, Matt Damon. Right. With Jesse Flemons. Yeah. So, you're, do you know uh, Harlan Ellison? Yeah. Are Are you familiar with I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream? Yeah. <laughs> That's what this episode is. Are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, essentially, that's that's what I thought immediately. There's even a scene where someone gets, their face gets skinned over and they can't
0: breathe anymore kind of thing. Oh, that sounds like a mean Star Trek episode. I don't
2: know. It's
1: not necessarily, it's not really Star Trek. And that's my one, that's like my, one of my criticisms of it. It's, it's like, it's mock Star Trek. It doesn't, it's not one hour with a Star Trek thing. It's like 20 minutes in Star Trek world and 20 minutes in the real world. Oh, fuck. Okay. Kind of thing. So it's not, it's not a full on, they don't commit.
0: That, um, that bums you out a little bit.
1: And this is the first of like, I, I didn't, I haven't really watched Black Mirror since it left BBC uh, and became Netflix. And uh, watching this, I was like, yeah, this feels like Netflix uh, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I, which I know you are all, all but familiar with. See,
0: I have not watched the Netflix Black Mirror, and ne- uh, neither have I. I yeah. just watched
1: this one because I knew it existed.
0: Mm-hmm. What is it called?
1: But, What's the episode called again? USS Callister. Right. If you go to my page, it's got the poster there, and you. But like, when I was watching this, I was like, "This just seems exactly like that Harlan Ellison uh, yeah. story." Like, I'm sure someone's gonna come back and be like, "Well, actually," but like, but actually. Mm-hmm that's what it seemed like to me at least but oh well and then uh yeah so just so you know i am i am watching voyager yeah and i am doing my i'm doing my normal thing so uh should i holy shit should i tell you how far into voyager i
0: am yeah do it Buddy. Uh
1: I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cover these episodes right now. We could probably pick this up next week. Okay. Since we have three movies to talk about. But I am currently ten episodes into Voyager.
2: What <laughs>
1: Jared, I'm I'm living in the basement right now. I have nothing else to do. Oh buddy. You're in quarantine. Is this you sent me? Ooh, good And I like that. I've watched at least the first five, first five episodes. Okay, so my takeaway so far is that Oh no,
0: no, I've watched the sixth episode. Cause that's got the uh, the Romulan, and uh, I have yeah, yeah that's the, I've watched the first six episodes somehow. Okay,
1: okay, good to know. Good to know. You stopped right before an actual okay episode, I think.
0: Okay. Exposed or
1: no wait, maybe that four. was maybe that's the Romulan one. The
0: Romulan episode is good, decent.
1: Yeah, um, but yeah, so I don't know. There aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of characters I like, but uh, my biggest takeaway is Janeway talks weird too and I I don't know why they all talk weird I just don't get it why does everyone
0: talk weird just talk normal are you looking forward to like at like seasons of like maybe this is a way home nope
1: no within the first season I've I feel like it's already run its course Mm -hmm. and
0: hey season one's only 15 episodes I know, which is really that, exciting. But the peculiar. the rest of the
1: seasons are 26. Yeah, that's weird, though. Why is it so short?
0: Oh, I guess it started mid... It was like a mid-year start. It was like January.
1: Uh Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I was a little surprised by that, too. But I was like, don't ask questions, because I can get through the first season a little bit faster. So I'm already almost done the first season, is what yeah. I'm trying to tell you.
0: Did you like being on a starship again?
1: No, I missed DS9 now. Oh, Like I said... Like I, uh, I got I got used and familiar into that, and now that I'm seeing uh, the Starship with these people mm-hmm. that I don't care about, it all it all feels like the president's choice
0: of Star Trek. Like <laughs> yeah, every uh, that's kind of why I stopped watching it because I was like, this feels so generic.
1: Yeah, and like all of the actors too, it's just like ugh, it's like none of these people make me want to continue looking at them. That Tom Paris guy sucks so much. He's
0: such a knave, though.
1: yeah like what do you mean nave like a (laughs) navel with a k oh i see uh janeway is not bad but she talks weird tuvok is fine but that's just because Vulcans are easy to write i think but
0: he's a real hard-ass vulcan too
1: he is yep so uh tuvok is fine Uh, shakote is uh he's not bad i thought he was samoan at first
0: (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I get that.
1: Because not just because of the face tattoo, but there is in the first episode, there is actually a scene on New Zealand that says New Zealand. And I was like, crikey. All the Grangers coming in. But it's Tom Paris is from New Zealand, yeah. not Chakote. And oh, I was Chakotay. like, what?
0: And then there's a uh, the Klingon, half Klingon girl. The lady. Yeah.
2: She's uh, angry.
1: She is angry, but she's smart. The one thing I, I just saw today that I thought was funny was for Chakote. It said uh, they had a expert Native American, which is the term that they used uh, on on set to r- help write Chakotay's dialogue, and then it, they said that they found out afterwards that the person who said that they were "quote unquote" Native
0: American wasn't, and they uh, were lying. I was going to say, I'm like, there's like, you know what? There's a pretty high chance of that. What you're about to say, and I went, there you go. Yeah. Our so expert. Yeah,
1: their expert was not, although the actor is. He's like, uh, it said he was um, half Mexican, half Native American. So the actor is, but uh, the expert they got in there was oh, yeah. probably just some white guy <laughs> who wore a lot of beads and who's just like, let me tell you, man, I know all about this stuff. Mm-hmm. I imagine that's how he talked. Yeah. Anyways. Cool. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like, oh yeah, and then there's the doctor yeah just the doctor although in like episode six or seven they're like we should get you a name and he's like i'll think about it
0: and he does but then it but, but it he's appears the doctor. That
1: he's just the doctor which uh he's he's more tolerable than he was in the one well, episode because that's
0: because that's, that's his maker and he's yeah. and he's a bit more of a dickhead on in that as a person than he is as the hologram
1: as the hologram well basically yeah.
0: so i mean by the end he is like pretty well i mean it's uh, it's Janeway, the Doctor, and uh, eventually Seven of Nine. Spoilers. Uh, they're I, I they're, they're essentially up. your like main characters by the end because they're the yeah. ones that people like liked. So you, yeah. you you get you get tons of them.
1: That's kind of what I thought, but I looked it up because I was like, when the fuck does the board come? And I saw that Jerry Ryan's not there until the last episode of season three, and I was like, holy shit, that's a long way to go.
0: Yep. yep. But long, long ways. Oh, bud. Um, bud hey so that wraps up our what you've been creeping on segment here however long it's been what are we oh dear Um uh, screw the news there's nothing mm. going on right uh we can't see godzilla versus king kong yet because they want to charge us 25 dollars uh to do so and i know that like probably in like what less than two months it'll probably be free somewhere
1: yeah which uh if i had a couch i would probably rent godzilla versus kong but i don't want to watch that on the floor so no so when I get a couch, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll bite the bullet and and we'll see yeah. see if I can share the download.
0: mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, add, help uh, Adam Wingard out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> eh. But yeah. Anyways, Star you re- Trek.
0: You ready to go to war?
1: Like with the Dominion?
0: Yeah, that's that's what we're about to watch. The three war films, the Dominion War by Andre v- uh, Vida.
1: Yeah, the Klingon War, the Romulan War, and then the Dominion War.
0: Yeah, and the the Uprising.
1: The, of B- Bajor?
0: Yeah, of Warsaw. Same difference.
1: I mean, it is, it's kind of the same thing, no? There's a conflict. There's always a conflict.
3: Story of rare power. Ashes and Diamonds tells the finely woven story of a country on the eve of victory. Directed by a new creative force on the international motion picture scene, Anjay Vida, Ashes and Diamonds deals with a generation of young men whose battle has just begun. It is a distinguished film that contains all of the violence and all of the confused passions of war, the intrigues of an unstable peace, and explosive moments of love. Ashes and Diamonds focuses on a boy who had to go on killing after the fighting stopped, and brilliantly contrasts the futile attempt of two people to rekindle the charm and gaiety of a bygone day with the raw and violent actions of determined men. Ashes and Diamonds, the story of people no longer at war, but not yet at peace.
0: The Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about the Andre Vida three warm three war films box set. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess, uh, A Generation Dory. from nineteen fifty five, Canal from nineteen fifty seven, and Ashes and Diamonds from nineteen fifty eight. RJ, mm-hmm. would you would you consider yourself a Andre Vida head? Uh,
1: I've been the strongest Vida supporter since day one, the whole time. I says, when are we going to get to Vida? When are we going to get to these Wajda films? Wajda. Is it, is it Vida? Is it that how you say no, it? No,
0: that's what, uh, internet pronunciation tells me. The American pronunciation is Vida. Are On... you going
1: to offer all of the Polish titles of these movies when you read them out? Nope. Why not? Um. Well, Ashes and Diamonds is Pope... Popiel, <laughs> E Diamant, uh. Uh, Canal is Canal, and A Generation is Pocolini, Pocolini, got
0: it. You, you know anything about this guy, this Vida?
1: Who, uh, Wajda? Uh, these are the first three films of his I have seen. Me too. So I don't, but I am seeing that he's got a movie with Gerard Depardieu. Mm-hmm. Which uh, they all
0: do. They all everyone has one of
1: those. I mean, so is this guy? Is is he gonna have a scandal someday? This Watchdog guy? Is he still alive? No,
0: he's dead. He, he, oh, he, he actually only died like five years ago or something like that.
1: Uh well, that's okay.
0: That's alright. I mean, it happens. But
1: no, I didn't know anything about this dude. But uh, I've heard of. His name.
0: I've seen these movies pop up on my radar uh, many times over the years. Some uh, some WW2 offerings. I think this fits into your dad wave vibe. Some some do. Some yeah. definitely do. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, let's just jump right into it, RJ. Okay. We're coming off a two-week break. We're, we're fresh. Okay. We had to watch three movies anyway, so yeah. we'll see how that works out. So uh-huh. first up is A Generation from 1955 a synopsis from the letterboxd. Stash is a wayward teen living in squalor on the outskirts of Nazi-occupied Warsaw. Guided by an avuncular communist organizer, he is introduced to the underground resistance and to the beautiful Dorota, not Dorito. Soon, he is engaged in dangerous efforts to fight oppression and indignity, maturing as he assumes responsibility of others' lives a coming-of-age story of survival and shattering loss a generation delivers a brutal portrait of the human cost of war is this the letterbox synopsis it is
1: that's the longest one we've ever had
0: uh it's
1: it's up there it's like six or five and a half sentences i mean it felt like an eternity but it leaves it out doesn't it I mean, kind of. I think you really downplayed Doritos' role in this film, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it it does something.
0: It does a little bit of something. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I've seen I'd seen none of these three films, and yeah. I didn't really know what the events were that it was depicting. And then mm-hmm. you start realizing, like, oh, it's the Warsaw Uprising. I, I don't think that ends well. <laughs> That's kind of like all I could recall specifically. Like um, they got
1: bored. Yeah, yeah, they got through?
0: Yeah, they got bored and uh they're like, "Yeah, enough of this."
1: Oh, okay. And then they just
0: gave up or what? No, uh, they they fought RJ and uh oh. and and uh, the Z Germans gave him a receipt uh for reportedly destroying 80 to 90% of the city of
2: Warsaw. Oh,
1: wow.
0: Yeah. Is that good? It's ba- it's bad. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I have to ask. I don't know. I, I don't want to form an opinion based without uh,
0: getting based all the numbers. facts. It's like finding out that yeah. 800 million Cardassians were killed.
1: Well, I mean, I the perspective matters, though. Like 800 million, how many are there? Like 800 billion? Because in that sense, it's not that many. <laughs> well, it's, it's enough. It's all about perspective. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway. So uh, we meet a couple of young dudes playing with their knives out in the train yard. And, uh, it kind of does a nice little trick of like, Hey, I would throw my knife off the top of my hat. And there's a guy with a hat on his head. The only one you're like, I know who that character is. And then the other guy, well, he was really good with his knife. And you're like, okay, that's the guy throwing the knife right now. And then there's a third guy. We don't learn his name. And you might think to yourself, why aren't we learning his name? Who's this guy? Who's Joey Jojo? And you find out when these guys, they're like, we're doing our part to fuck with the Germans. We're jumping on these trains uh, loaded up with coal. And we're just tossing coal off the edge, you know, doing our part. You know, Mm -hmm. it gets cold at night. Throw that coal off to the side and uh, use it yourself. Well, on this fateful day, Joey Jojo, he's up there not not keeping his head low. And there's one of those dastardly Germans with his rifle and (laughs) blows his fucking head off. (laughs) And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because that's this apparently rj this uh uh Vida guy he's he's all about squibs squibs well
1: i mean i did see some squibs in uh people, throughout
0: the course of pe- these three people getting shot right in the head
1: uh yeah which i found uh surpri- the surprising brutality in this film startling yeah startling i guess and then even uh because <clears throat> some of it is subdued brutality like you know those people hanging from Mm streetlights pretty stark image but uh for me kind of came out of nowhere is what i'm trying to say and by out of nowhere i was uh i had a really hard time uh nailing like pinning down the tone of this movie because you have like you have dudes heads exploding but then there's like (laughs) montages of like making the glue and it's like man work is hard and i was like what's going on here Mm-hmm. It's like a silent film. It's zany.
0: <laughs> where's the glue? But, uh, where's the boxes? Where's... Wow, wow. I don't know which I'm coming or going. And see, it was so Mod- zany. It's, mo- it? it's modern times. I, yeah. You know? the, the film or just in general, do you <laughs> mean? <laughs> like exactly, RJ. Exactly. Wow. Yes. Wow. So th- that's bad. And these guys uh, escape from also getting shot dead. Uh, they 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 go into the sewers, which is uh becomes a, a something that happens in these two movies. people going into hanging out in sewers, people being pulled out of manhole covers covered in shit uh, we get we get a preview of Canal in a generation a little bit yeah yeah a little bit
1: there's a lot of talk of shit in these three movies
2: mm-hmm.
0: like a lot of shit talk, a lot of shit talking going on
2: so mm-hmm.
0: um yeah stosh he's uh he has his, he lives with his mama and mm-hmm. there's a there's a big man I just wanted to mention, big big dude. He's pretty cool. How big? <laughs> like a fucking brick shit house, my brother. Yes. Yeah. He was a big guy. He was a big dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh he eventually gets work, uh working at a workshop making bunk beds for soldiers or uh or... yeah, they're like bunk. Yeah, they're bunks. For quick deployment. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there could be also other possible purposes for making bunk beds, potentially. There could be. Could be. Uh, but I think they're for soldier use. They seem to be trying to sell the comfort of them, even though they seem very rackety. Um, and, you know, Stash is not like the complicitness, it seems, that these uh, furniture owners have with working with the Germans, collaborating. Mm-hmm. Kind of throws him a stink eye while he's being yelled at to get more glue uh in his in his kind of being broken in you know there's various people that feel yeah a young guy <laughs> they bust his balls a little bit um and mm-hmm. as he's kind of like moving around in the back room in one of these barrels he knocks over he finds a gun
1: and uh what does he do with the gun well he hides it
0: hides it where uh in a back in the barrel cuz he's oh. he's got he's just just keep it in his mind he keeps it in his mind because eventually RJ as i think you're alluding to he comes back for it, and uh, does he have a plan on what he might do with his gun? Or I think it's the power, the feeling of power that he has with it. There's no specific goal with it, other than he starts running with um, some people, some political people, R.J. Mm-hmm. That have beliefs. What kind of beliefs, okay. R.J.? Drastic ones. <laughs> Drastic ones, because uh, because uh, one of the guys that's uh he's working with he starts saying hey you know the boss like he's a good guy right he pays you six dollars a bed right he's like yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. pretty good He's like yeah and you you build like what you get paid six bucks for the whole day and you build what two beds in an hour he mm-hmm. sells he sells those beds for twelve dollars each and he's like oh really that much he's like yeah and like think about it you work all day long mm-hmm. for six bucks and he's making he's he's making how many beds are you making
1: Jared, you better be careful. You're you're sounding like you're trying to break some kind of system or potentially offering an alternative to mm-hmm. what we've come to be comfortable with. What's going what are you what are you doing over <laughs> what's there? Going, what's going on over here? What's happening?
2: Yeah. Here?
1: That's what I'd like to know. What are you what are you planning, Jared?
0: Well, what are you getting at? I I, I got no plans myself. But okay. uh the communist. Holy Party shit, has some, has some, they're they're recruiting.
1: And uh, what's
0: their plan? Well, their their plan is to get rid of these these fascist bums.
2: Mm, yeah.
0: Yeah. Seize the means of production. Well, sure. I mean, take back your your country too.
1: Well, why don't we should take it all
0: back? Take it all back. No. So. Um, yeah, Stash. When he's got a friend. Is it uh, Jasio?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't pay attention to names, Jarrett. Okay, you, well, you, you should I know, know that.
0: that. Yeah, so they kind of get they fall into this crew of uh, upstarts. Yep. Of uh, Bajoran terrorists, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's the only thing I can think about now in terms of uh, reality is DS Nine. Well, sometimes life imitates art, Jarrett. That's right, and uh, yeah, they, they start running some operations to earn favor with the, the group. Within, mm-hmm. within the organization they mm-hmm. roll up on some soldier who's hitting on some girl and he's like oh hey here's a gun and just, just sticks several bullets into this man's face and uh you're kind of like god damn it like i'm not i'm not, I'm not expecting this from this movie
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's what i said it's uh a lot of that stuff like comes out of no or not out of nowhere but it's uh, it, i think it's surprising in how much they show mm-hmm. i was just like "Ooh, that's violent yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah. I'll watch more. So then you have uh Stash who's uh he's got his eyes on the the one girl who's kind of mm-hmm. the uh speechifying, turn people on to the cause.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm hmm.
0: Doing doing their part. Doing their part, comrade. Yeah. Uh it's even got kind of like that nineteen eighty four vibe of like hanging out at the in this like kind of little farmhouse on the countryside. Kind of uh, building up to some romancing, saying like, "Oh, I have to go back. It's curfew." It's like, "Well, maybe I got a little bit more time, baby."
1: I should really. I mean, I'm risking my life being yeah. here.
0: But I mean, we don't get the other side of that where they do find them, and then they get reeducated. That does that not does not happen. But
1: how would you reeducate someone, Jarrett? How would I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you personally,
0: Romulan brain sucker. How many lights? How many lights, Jared? How many lights? Um, so we get some pretty nice little set pieces in this movie uh, where there's an operation where they have to steal a truck, uh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: get it over to a manhole cover above the sewer, um, and get some poo-covered people out.
1: Uh, yeah. Because yeah. that, that is the that is the through mine for all three of these films. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, one, one of the guys, he gets kind of pinned down. He's the one that murdered, killed the uh, the one German soldier, and he's got problems with that. And because he's trying to mm. play it off like I'm a big brave man, I wanted to do that, but he's like, I don't want to fucking do this at all. And uh, now he's got the he's got the Germans on his ass, and he's running, running, running. He just starts gunning people down left and right. Uh, we get what's on the the poster, the very uh, nice looking it looks it's kind of polish art influenced poster of the spiral staircase going Mm -hmm. up uh big shootout as he goes up taking out these cops cops slash um germans and then finally gets to that last door and it's locked and he's
1: what's the natural thought you would have if you got up to that locked door what would you do what would your
0: first instinct tell you to do uh get up to the top of the stair lift and jump to the bottom and say, yeah, that's logical. And, and say, "Fuck y'all! You're not taking me alive." The hell with you, assholes! I'm I'm out of
1: here. Yeah, it's kind of what he did, right?
0: That's what he did. Yeah, which
1: again, uh, I mean, they didn't have. Um, it's
0: about taking the power back, RJ. Don't give it. Don't, don't Don't concede.
1: But they didn't have like a body double, like some like something that was stuffed they could throw. So that that actor actually just took a full header <laughs> off of that thing.
0: Wow, that's that's yep. a that's a big scoop you got there.
1: Yeah, well, and people at the time, people were kind of like, "This is kind of bad because he died," and it's like the yeah. watchdog was kind of just like, <laughs> "I know, but I'm not going to change anything."
0: So, yeah, Our, I, I I really do feel like at this point, uh, in the, it, we were like, whatever. 241 episodes in. Should have done a better job of keeping track of the dummy drops.
1: Yeah, you've I mean you haven't been keeping track of things very well that for
0: a long for a long time.
1: Criterion cats. Just fucked it up. Uh, I know, I know. We've we've lost a lot of things, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Mostly
0: or, we've lost ourselves. And our innocence. They and our innocence. What we left yeah. behind in this podcast. Too much. Too much. Yeah, so. I guess like yes. I mean even though it's like that's like a, a, one of those like big dramatic I'm doing a hand gesture thing moments oh, yes. um, I guess like you think that this movie would end more grimly um, so oh yeah some, not so. Some, some organized gangsta crime type of fellas they could say hey we're holding that gun for them for the organization <laughs> where's that gun did you sell it and they come looking for it. the The little community that the, the poor kid lives from, with the big man I mentioned earlier, they stand up to him. And it's like, oh, we'll crack your fucking head wide open. And the rest saying, you should do it. You should crack his head wide open. And these guys, you know, skadoodle. Did it work? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So is that a is that like the easiest way to get ahead?
0: Get, get bigger people to threaten others for you.
1: Yeah. Yes. Is this what I've been doing wrong?
0: Yeah, you absolutely. Damn. Um, so is it yeah in generation? So one of the things watching these three movies within like you know a thirty-six hour period is certain scenes kind of blur into others. Mm-hmm. But does this does this one have the scene where like the uh, the old guy comes over to tell him that like oh yeah they're setting the sit they're sitting the city on fire. And then like, he, um, he walk, and, and then there's like that framing, that searcher style door framing that people like to talk about. And he turns around and starts walking. And you see this like fire to smoke in the distance, kind of above, uh, behind the uh, city horizon.
1: I think it is. I can't, I, I'm kind of with you. I can't remember which one is which at this point,
0: but I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty one. sure it has to be because Canal is pretty nonstop. In terms of like yeah. where things go down, like it's already mm-hmm. deep into the, it's deep into the uh, uprising, and it's Ooh. like it's at the end of it, yeah. where this is the beginning, and it's kind of a backdrop of other things going on. This like kind of ongoing operation, because it's like also not being f- uh, from Europe or knowing really the layout of Warsaw, it's kind of like hard to imagine. Because like they kind of talk about each section of Warsaw as its like own specific community, and mm-hmm. they have names for it. Like you're talking like, are you talking about streets? Uh, And so like the geography is sometimes kind of like, I'm not sure what they're talking about, but you follow along well enough. It's not that important. Yeah. But there's times you're like, are they talking about multiple cities? Because I guess in our part of the world, we just have massive town cities that just go on endlessly. We don't have these like little subdivisions that have like naturally kind of sprouted up around like a core capital
1: not naturally i mean i have little like subdivisions around you fiefdoms yeah i have like i have my own little outfits that i run but uh there isn't any like geographical subdivisions not in that sense yeah not in the
0: plural sense mm-hmm. um it's a word and so yeah i guess this movie ends with uh, you know being about a generation the red generation the red generation question mark mm. This is a movie being made in uh, uh a russian controlled polish government so you have to have certain messages but i think this movie mm-hmm. uh, i've seen some people be critical of saying this feels like uh communist propaganda and i didn't really think that uh i
1: don't think so either i mean yeah. like it definitely is d- just like describing communism but yeah. i didn't i didn't feel like it was too like uh yeah in your face with it yeah not personally at least but
0: well because I, I mean what are our alternatives here <laughs> like it's like because they, they had to like repel the the germans and it's like well see they, germans they, they were bad <laughs> they weren't good not nice well, depends on how you look at it no, they were not good dudes um yeah. So yeah, like I, I, enjoyed a generation. Actually, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a very slight story, I guess. Like when you're talking it out loud, um, yeah. But I don't. Know, it, it moved at a good clip. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got some good little action bits. Characters mm-hmm. are nice, relatable people. Uh, some some nice little explosions of violence.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm always a fan. Um, b- brave suicide in the face of uh, impossible odds as a big final fuck you that Mm -hmm. yeah so i don't know i like this a generation rj what about you uh yeah i
1: liked it too um these movies in general get it uh i um i feel like these are movies that uh like quentin tarantino likes a lot like he doesn't like steal from them or or anything like that but it's just like i feel like these are the movies he watches to unwind he's just like you know i've had a long day let's throw on a generation just Hmm. to like kick back
0: interesting i I don't know if i would say that
1: no i don't know what i'm going on about uh but uh no a generation is uh it's pretty good it's like so the one thing i said earlier is um i did find it like it bounced around a lot in tone where i was kind of like it was hard to follow for a little bit where you do have like this serious kind of message about like what was going on with the Germans and you're like, yeah, I get that. And then like the communism stuff, I was like, yeah, I get that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then there was like occupation, freedom fighting type stuff. I was like, makes sense to me. But then it was the, it's like I said, those little moments of like brevity where it was like, uh, or no, not brevity, levity. Fuck, I can't talk anymore. Um, where it was uh, like the, not even slapsticky, but like the comedy type stuff. I was kind of like, this seems uh, out of place a little bit for me. Maybe that was just me. Cause like, I like it didn't seem to like, it didn't seem like super shoehorned in there, but it, I felt like it, the way it cut between serious stuff and fun, like comedic stuff, I, I thought was very like jarring to me at least. So I was like, that's kind of strange, but as a whole, I enjoyed the movie, and uh, it's like I said, some pretty grim depictions of things. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's like I, it's, it's what was going on, right? So, oh. and like this, uh, this dude, this Wajda guy, or how do you say, Vida? Vida, Vida. So like, I'm, I mean, i did not look into it, but I'm guessing he was there when this happened. He right? was
0: a, he did, he was, in, okay. he was part of the uh, resistance. I mean, I assumed so he, that. he he but... lived. I think there's, yeah. I think there's like something to be said about uh, a particular way of depicting violence when you've actually <laughs> probably seen some things in your life. Yep. He's like, I'm sure he's like, yeah, I've seen guys
1: shot in the head or people jumping off of stairwells. Well, and so,
0: here's some facts about Vida: was born in Sławkie, Poland, the son of Aniel, a schoolteacher, and Jacob Vida, an army officer. Vida's father was murdered by the Soviets in 1940 mm-hmm. in what became known as the K- Katyn massacre. Katyn massacre. In 1942, he joined the Polish resistance and served in the Home Army. After the war, he studied to be a painter at Krakow Academy of Fine Arts before entering the Lodz Film School. Uh,
1: I, I mean, the Lodz is probably Lodes. the most Lodes. most world-famous school. Maybe the most
0: famous. The Leon Shiler uh, National Film School.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, we, I, you and me have tried to get in, too, but uh, mm. we got rejected, no?
0: Yeah, I got turned down
1: flat. Yeah we just weren't there were not that we are just not ready and I, I mean it was hard to hear at the time but they were right they were right they were right so no I, I mean i think a generation is a good show i liked it good uh it got me primed up for the next two which i think like i think this is one of the rare occurrences where uh the first one i think is not not even the weakest but uh, the one that I think the two follow-ups uh, had a lot more to offer, whereas a lot sometimes it goes the other way, but
0: right. yeah, I was on board. All right. Well, next up is Canal from 1957, mm-hmm. and the synopsis for this: during the last few days of the Warsaw uprising following World War II, uh, what following World War II: That's not No, ca- that Canal is during D- during. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's interesting. Uh, A modest group of resistance members remains. The band must take refuge in the sewers under the orders of leader Zadra, but it's only a matter of time before they will have to emerge. However, when they try, they are met only with intense hostility from the Nazis. Despite their attempts uh, stay resolute through immense mental strain, it becomes increasingly apparent that they may be doomed.
1: I felt like that. I feel like the podcast is the canal of movies. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get away from each other, but we just keep getting deeper and deeper into the shit. Yeah, so, I related to this a
0: lot. So this is the movie that again, I haven't, I never saw this before. Uh, mm-hmm. There was something about the the starkness of the Criterion poster art, the name Canal, mm-hmm. and and the description of it made me go. I think this might be the winner RJ. I think this, I think this might be the one. I think this might be the gooder of the of of criterion of, of, in general. Uh, no, of just like of these movies. There's something yeah. that just seemed like to be like, oh, I don't know about this. And uh I I, th- I think that played out. I think that played out well. So, this movie opens up with this like Absolutely incredible! Like long tracking shot (laughs) Mm -hmm. that you're. I'm not ready for. I haven't. I haven't read in any film books about this tracking shot of Mm -hmm. um, of what it is, and I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa! what is you said? Wait, wait, wait! Hey, what is this? What is this? This dad wave going on? This this, Mm takes this this, this takes me back. I mean, the, the one thing that debatable is because it is not in English. Uh, which oh, so it it, doesn't it, classify it, it, as dad don't, wave? Dads don't read outside of like paperbacks about men taking revenge on other men. So, so uh, the mm-hmm. idea of reading like something he would like watch a movie like necessarily with like uh, you know Gregory Peck and Clint Eastwood doing these exact same things. But would he watch a bunch of no name actors in a foreign language? Would he do it? He might. He might because this depends on the day. This opening shot, man is uh pretty pretty fucking excellent
1: i'd say like if you had a dad on a sunday where the mom was like you know what dad i'm gonna take the kids we're gonna go to my parents for a while you stay home just have a nice relax maybe crack open a cold one there's some chips from yesterday throw on whatever you want i think that this would be one of the situations where a dad would throw on he's like you know what usually i'm too tired for these uh, subtitled films but you know i'm gonna give it a go now and then I think it would it would satisfy the dad uh, bone.
2: Yeah,
0: dad bone. Yeah. So hashtag dad bone.
1: Hashtag dad bone. Yeah. You can use that if you want. I, I will allow it.
0: Okay. So mm-hmm. you get introduced to each of the, the long batter, battered down faces of these men on a march and women um, as they're kind of traversing Warsaw as it's being destroyed, um, as it's turned into one gigantic battle between the resistance, mm. where they were hoping that the, the Russians would come through and distract the Germans while they took it, but that didn't play out. The Russians kind of went, figure things out, and uh, <laughs> it didn't go great. It didn't go great. It was a kind of a disaster.
1: But... Uh, well, I mean, are you, are you talking about like the – like their mission to escape well, the, well?
0: The, the actual uprising itself the warsaw uprising. oh yeah. yeah no it didn't work it didn't work but uh this is the, apparently uh one of the f- first films to depict the warsaw uprising
1: well i mean it, it makes sense if this dude was there he's probably like
0: yeah.
1: probably like a lot of shit happened you guys we got to uh we, we gotta look into this
0: gotta look into this, this is, there's some stories here uh film for the people Mm -hmm. so uh it's just like kind of like people uh, you expect it's like the types of uh in movies of you know there's like the captains the people kind of getting nervous there's the pianist they pick up on the way um who's just like joined along he's he's really desperate to find a telephone uh, Mm -hmm. where you get this really unsettling scene where he gets through to his wife with their child and it's like. They're, they're just taking people, and they're burning them.
1: Yep. and then it says, oh, wait, there's a knock on the door. Hold mm-hmm. on a second.
0: And then the <laughs> phone line cuts in. Yeah, and you're
1: like, oh, dear. <laughs> that reminded me of uh, when uh, we usually have those – when just occasionally there's those drops in my audio. I imagine that's what you're doing on the other line. Mm-hmm. It's something like, Jesus Christ, the line dropped out. What do I do?
0: What was that, I imagine. What was that outside?
1: What was that? What's that sound? Yeah, that's uh this movie really piles it on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, so we get um yeah, so they kind of like head they're kind of in a old blown out house. Some, yeah. and uh Something kind like of that. on the countryside ish, kind of like a suburb. And while they're there, they're like, Oh man, the fucking Germans are gonna keep coming at us. And sure enough, there comes like a I don't know, like a tiger tank coming at him and uh you get like shirtless guy in his leather jacket he he takes out that uh, rocket launching pipe he shoots off their last shot he fucking hits it baby he hits it they do it he and, slam dunks it yeah and you're like hell yeah but then they're like goliaths and you're like what the fuck are those little things because i have, i have never in my life and i've watched a bunch of you know war movies in my day i'm like what the hell are those little things what are those tanks Goliath, and I had to look it up while I was watching it. I'm like, "What are those? They're like little, like unmanned uh, bombs, basically, that they put on treads, and they just send them out there, and they they're gonna mm. blow, they're gonna blow you up, and you can't really shoot them because they're little tanks." So that's I, cool. I was not like, "Man, this is a weird scene," and these guys seem really stressed about it because they're like, "We have no way of stopping this stuff." And, I mean, I'd uh, probably be
1: stressed out too. So,
0: so one guy goes out there. Uh, to go cut the rope that these things are on. Um, it's not the most like, <laughs> I, I guess it's like, oh, that's all you have to do is cut some rope? That's not doesn't seem too tough. But then you start thinking, oh, yeah, there's going to be guys shooting at you probably. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, uh, he, he it's like a whole scene of him going out to these little baby tanks. He cuts the rope it stops it. And they're like, yeah, we did it. Yeah. And then, and squib as the guy's like not heart side of his chest explodes. Or like right above that, and you're just like, Oh fuck, that guy's dead. But no, <laughs> he holds on. But you know you know what you know you know what you do when you have a big gaping wound?
1: Uh probably you probably want to get it into a nice clean dry place where you can kind of give it attention. Not too many things getting close to it, so right? So
0: you wouldn't necessarily want to go into a sewer
1: uh maybe is it a clean sewer like a ninja turtle sewer because they had pizza that'd
0: wow. probably be fine yeah they had pizza that was fine but they were also mutant turtles they probably had like an enhanced uh microbial action going on in the inside i think
1: it was the pizza
2: yeah
0: their, their immune systems were the same as ours they just
1: the pizza really helped them out man right yeah so he, so what did he do as soon as he was injured <laughs>
0: Ah, he takes a big header. He tries to get up. I'm fine. I'm fine. Whoa. And then straight in the sewer. Or they go straight into the sewer. Yeah. So uh as the, they're they're getting encircled and more encircled, then there's just talk about like, well, there we go into the sewers. Uh
1: yeah, and uh man are they shitty sewers. It's not just a shit sewer, Jared. Uh, so the first half So the
0: first half of this movie is on the surface and then and then it turns to chud uh
1: it does turn into chud for a while
0: no yep.
1: like uh it also reminded me a lot of um other sewer movies like as above so below mm-hmm. I thought uh you got a similar vibe oh, th- when those did... are
0: the catacombs
1: the well that's a, a, a
0: corpse sewer no like corpse
1: yeah I mean that's where he's from is the French catacombs
0: right that's fancy. I believe yeah
1: yeah. So, yeah, now we're in the sewers, and then uh, and then what happens, Trip?
0: Uh Well, they try to find their way out. And it's like it turns into this sort of claustrophobic horror movies. And it reminds me a lot of a uh, another Polish filmmaker of uh, Andre uh, Zolowski. Because I know you've only seen Possession, but mm-hmm. a lot of his movies have these sort of um, intense, like... Uh, psychodramas that play out where these characters are just like reacting to things and they start mm-hmm. going, they're, they're going to a mental place of performance. Uh, I don't know if <laughs> you go Brechtian or what the uh, dramatic term is, but it just turns into the showcase of these actors wandering around and, uh, unwinding. So. Okay.
1: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, that makes sense. Like, cause as you said, I've only seen possession, but, I uh like
0: on a Silver Globe uh in particular yeah. has some of the most drawn out like freakouts you've ever seen. But like Possession's got that too. Um mm-hmm. where it's just like yeah, it's these things where you're like it brings so much attention to itself and pretty well I don't know, there's a good like half of this maybe not quite half of the movie where it's like you're in the sewers and it's just like them walking back and forth and you have no idea where they could possibly be. Um, but there's, like, they're trying to get out. There's a direction, and they're splitting up. Uh, and there's people running back toward them right when they get down. They're saying, gas, gas, there's gas. And, <laughs> and there's confusion. And then people are splitting up and trying to find one another, trying to get back together. And just one by one, there's people, like, kind of, like, I can't take it down here anymore. I got to get out of here. And then they climb up, and they just get shot. And you're like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? What do you walk you wander. You find sewer. You find grates. You're getting more and more sick because you got a bullet hole in you, and you're getting sewage water in it. And there's no oxygen down there. Yeah. Uh, just all that shit is
1: off gassing. Yeah. Literally.
0: Yeah. So I think, uh, based on the number here, I'm looking at, uh, we start off with 43 soldiers and civilians at the start of canal. By the time they get to the the sewers, we're at 27.
2: Mhm.
0: And then, how many make it out? Um. Well, one of the the great moments where like it's like there's this ambiguity to the final shot of this movie, where one man shoots another, and then he mm-hmm. and then he goes back, <laughs> I guess. And you're like, is he going to go find the other people,
2: or and uh, also
0: shoot them, or just uh the fight will continue but or will it or it's like well there's no i don't want to even be up here anymore it's time to... i, I kind of took it as
1: well i saw what i saw i'm going back in and uh I'm for be, me I'm gonna, like, become, I'm gonna
0: live in a sewer now. i'm gonna become the rat king
1: yeah well someone had to and the rat king's pretty old mm. right
0: yeah so this movie even has got like, just like the previous movies, got a little bit of a romantic interest in it too. All three of these movies, make sure they got some fair haired ladies.
1: Ooh. And, uh, can you describe what fair haired means?
0: Cause I'm not familiar with that term. Uh, well, I think in the generation, it looks like she's a, a redhead or an orange mm. head. Uh, mm-hmm. this one, you got the, uh, blonde and I think in the, yeah, in the third, yeah, in Ashes and Diamonds, she's also a blonde uh yeah she's blonde in that one too yeah yeah all kinds and that lady all... died it, it's it appears the actress yeah no, lot,
1: like why? pretty young oh she's like 30 or 40 or something and she died right yeah
0: so i mean i don't know this movie is about more of a, a a vibe i guess of just unrelenting sure. grimness <laughs> okay i think um it's hard to express like why like that first opening scene i think it's like clear-cut like beautiful filmmaking and it mm-hmm. just like you're like oh fuck this is going to be a brutal uh building to building kind of fight and it's just going to be people you know espousing philosophy about life um, and you know while shooting and killing people sounds like a good time and then it, it takes you to a, a danker level where you descend into a the sewer danker level D- yeah Jared? a dank literally dank in the sewers
1: literally dank with the stank
0: with the stank Uh and then what happens um it gets gets more and more depressing as people get picked off one by one Mm. um delirium ensues delirium ensues madness uh trying to like uh disarm booby traps of grenades and you're like oh you get to that third one oh it explodes he was so close so close
1: he was so close yeah, this movie's got a little bit of everything for everyone. And then it's, uh, one, throw it on with the
0: kids. Yeah, one one group gets up there and they're they're surrounded by Germans, and then they look over and there's just a big pile of bodies and a bloody wall.
1: Yeah, <sighs> a big big pile of shit bodies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you're really downplaying how shitty this movie is. Because <laughs> I... there there's it's pretty thick shit is it it's not is it that shitty i mean i thought the water like you can see the water is visibly solid it it gets
0: thicker as they go
1: it gets thicker as they go yeah because there's when the guy gets out and he's wiping his face and he's
0: just completely covered in shit sludge it's sludge it could be like i mean they put everything down those drains back then
1: yeah but what is the one of the big things they put down the drain
0: (laughs) um shit (laughs) shit <laughs> i I, lane, I was watching laying down the entirety of the warsaw shit brigade shit, and, and you shit got you, you got those nazi shits in there
1: yeah those are even worse because they're bad dudes so their <laughs> shit probably smells even worse
0: yeah real bad
1: and so i was watching this movie and i was just like jared is gonna love how <laughs> dirty grimy <laughs> shitty this is you're right you're right rj <laughs> I just, I could tell. So I got lots of screenshots of them talking about the shit. I liked how candid they were too, where it's just like, someone says something, it's like, well, we're walking in shit, man. It's like, what do you expect? And just plain like that too. Not 1940s talk or anything. It's just, it's a big pile of shit. What do you want me to say? And you go, yeah, Mm -hmm. these
0: guys are down to earth. These poles, I like them. Oh, they're down to earth, all right. Oh, they're about as close as it gets to the earth. Well, my, my whole life, my feeling here was like, finally good movies it seems like it's like we've had like some decent movies in the last couple but mm-hmm. it's, it's just felt like it's been a while since i've seen a new movie that i hadn't seen before that was like good that, yeah that was good <laughs> and i was yep. like excited I'm like oh maybe we need more polish cinema in the criterion collection
1: i mean based on this i think so yeah because like i said like a generation was the um the weakest one for me but even that was a good movie and uh, i think you haven't really said, but uh, I, like I can tell based on how you're talking, like can, I thought Canal was great. I yep. was like, man, this is good stuff. Yeah, it's it's really it's good. Good shit. Good shit. It's good shit. Is that your review? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I think you should put that out there. I will that's do good. that
0: right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, K- Canal was really good. Um, I mean, I think even without the uh the shit stuff that we we're talking about that we like
0: <laughs> the poo, the poo.
1: Um, no, I mean this is great. Like, I, it's like we were saying, it's like th- this is just what this guy knew about, right? Like, he's like, yeah, there's people just going through the sewers, walking through shit, trying to get away from stuff, and like the dad wave stuff at the start, like that that opening is really good, and then going down into the the shit canal where it's um, <laughs> it is like they they just get spa- or like shit madness where they're like delirious from the shit. All and- that
0: all that methane
1: all the methane they're walking around they don't know where they are they're covered in shit they're going in circles uh and then like i think the endings for each kind of subsection is so well done so mm-hmm. you already mentioned the group who gets out and then they're immediately cap like they, taken they're, they're going to die yeah so that's one good ending uh the other good ending is the the psych out with uh the with the love couple uh and not even like a psycho um but i wasn't expecting it so like when you think that the girl and uh, a guy who got shot in the heart with a tank uh, are gonna make it out into the light mm-hmm. that's a i think that is a really good little uh little pin pull in there and then um you had the main ending with uh, the guy who goes back in mm-hmm. and you go i wonder what he went back in for <laughs>
0: <laughs> i, I uh, wonder what i felt like coming back to record another episode in some ways it's going back into the sewer going back into the shit man well at least
1: at least they're good movies so it's it was nice and i'm glad that we had uh, the time to watch all three of these because yeah. of our break week and i, I didn't yeah. feel rushed
0: it didn't feel exhausting
1: so i think that i think that helps as well
0: yes absolutely mm-hmm. <laughs> it worked it worked out well time-wise um so yeah uh, i think it's good we're, we're liking the canal and mm-hmm kind of on the same page of the generation and finally we have ashes mm-hmm. and diamonds from 1958 the, conclu- Ooh, the conclusion of the uh the, the polish war trilogy mm-hmm. um touched with the fire and rebellion of a new generation of polish filmmakers
1: what was the old generation of polish filmmakers i, I don't know like a lot of dudes named wally <laughs> yeah there's... And, and
0: and oh they're all andre too but
1: andre and wally no yeah. i've never met a polish guy not named wally not named wally oh yeah i'll find you some okay i'm just saying like i don't know i i i can't tell you how many i've met but the <laughs> ones who have been openly like hey i'm polish then they follow up with my name is wally and i go okay mm-hmm. good to know good to know
0: It's May uh, 1945, and Nazi Germany has just surrendered. The war is over, but not in Poland. As the German soldiers vacate, the remaining Russian forces and Polish resistance fighters must work out the hierarchies of power in, quote-unquote, liberated communist Poland. A Polish oh, oh. assassin is given orders to kill a Russian soldier whom he days before was fighting alongside, and this moral conflict makes him question the goals for which he has been fighting.
1: What has he been fighting for?
0: Poland.
2: Oh right. Oh yeah, this movie is about Polish. A,
0: people. A, a better way of living, and we get we get oh, yeah. we we get a cool guy, and he's got sunglasses and a jacket. He, uh, if he
1: was cast now, he's kind of a mix between like, uh, Josh Brolin, <laughs> but also like William H. Macy in a way, like his eyes or something. He's like, he's a, str- he's a strange oh, What appearance. about,
0: uh, in, uh, that's the one thing in Canal. There's the Roman Polanski guy. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Yeah, there. But this guy, this guy's got a stark appearance. No, like I think the buzz cut thing doesn't quite help. But when he takes his glasses off and you just have like a squared, or like a, a framed up
0: look at his face, you're like, who's this guy? If you squinted, you might be like, is that really Willem Dafoe?
1: Yeah. See, he's got like, maybe it's his lips or something. I don't know. It's he,
0: a, it's a hairline though too.
1: Yeah. There's something. There's something not quite
0: right yeah. about this guy. He's a, or like a. You'd be like an off-model Tom Cruise <laughs> toy. Like you'd go, yeah. oh, I got my Mission Impossible figure. And you're like, oh, it's the Ashes and Diamonds guy. You're like, Tim Cross? That's not Tom Cruise.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, so anyways.
0: It's, it's Maciek Chelmecki. I can't believe it. Like, I didn't want him.
1: He's one of my favorite actors, though. No, well, that
0: no, he, that, that's That's the character's name, uh, the actor's name, if this is the right guy here. Uh, Zigniew Sibulski. Uh, he's also a great one. Yeah, everyone loves Sibulski. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, yeah, again, this was new to me. Uh, this is the one that I think most people have watched. This, I think, is the most popular of the three. Mm-hmm. Letterboxd would... Uh, Say that is accurate. You Thirteen thousand odd people who have logged it in some way, compared to Canal, which I think is like nine thousand, and I think uh, a generation is half of that, which is interesting. Actually, no, fuck, Canal's only like four point eight,
2: hmm.
0: and Generation is. This is important. Very important. In what Two, sense? Two point three. So yeah, Ashes oh. and Diamonds is the, the most the watched. most viewed for whatever reason. Okay. I think it's just
1: because it has a uh, cool poster.
0: Maybe. It looks like is it like Baby Driver?
1: Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure Edgar Wright thinks so, but
2: <laughs>
1: I bet I bet Edgar Wright and uh, Nicholas Wind and Reffing get together and watch Ashes and Diamonds. And they go, ah, oh, this is just, it's just what we do, same thing.
0: Yeah, there is. It's a, just what I've been doing. Yeah, that letterboxed uh, banner photo definitely has like a William H Macy quality.
1: For uh, ashes, and let me have a look here. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> the hair is all <laughs> like, wrong, but.
1: Yeah, like it's like I feel like if they if they remade this movie, if they couldn't get. 20 year old josh brolin because that's like he needs to be young josh oh, brolin you no
0: know, you know what it is it's like a cross between william h macy and james woods
1: <laughs> oh yeah
0: yeah definitely like if you, yeah. if you if you look at the top but, but it's mismatched because it's like it's,
1: a, it's different features of e- of yeah. each of them
0: yeah yeah he's a strange looking guy he's, he's got a character he's an actor's face it's memorable
1: uh, memorable is one way to put it <laughs> yeah <laughs> memorable okay well this is his most popular movie so this is his cool. most
0: popular movie his, the wikipedia for ashes and diamonds is very thorough uh, it has so much more information on it than uh the other Any two the movies others? like way 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 more
1: i i feel like canal would get more love. no
0: uh maybe it's, it's too it's too grim too much shit yeah Okay, so it's but, it's a creep pick, but yeah. no one but, else. But but I might I might be surprising you a little bit here, R.G., though. But I think this was this might have been my least favorite of the three.
1: Really? Well, see, I mean, that's not too surprising. I, I think, I, uh, yeah, I think we both agree. We both like Canal the most. Yes. But uh, then these two flip for us, and like I said, I liked all three of them. But, yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think this one though. So the movie is like again, these are simple stories. Uh, yes. This one opens up, again, with a badass murder of men just getting mowed down while driving uh, and mm-hmm. and just killed dead. And you're like, what the fuck? Who are these relentless assassins, these hitmen? Because he, he looks like a cool hitman. Uh, it kind of reminds me of The Killers uh, yeah, right, right right off the bat. And I was like, huh, so that, that's a Criterion. Because there's another movie that this reminds me of. I'm not sure if it's like Fireman's Ball or or El Posto but there's these like scenes where it's like oh this movie is going to spend all of its time in this hotel room banquet hall it's funny that you say
1: that because you know my enormous list of like 300 criterion movies that I've been ranking yeah I I threw ashes and diamonds right beside El Posto because I I just I, I guess subconsciously I got the same kind of
0: vibe as well well, at least like it's it, weird that you bring it up. Well, it's just like I was because that it felt like so many things. It felt like yeah, um, the the and it's because it, it is so much time in that room, mm-hmm. and like the character interactions and about this build up. Because what happens is it opens up. They kill the wrong guys, and they kill like completely innocent people that are actually Polish that were just mm-hmm. like coming back from work, and they're like, oh, whoops. <laughs> they go, ah man, uh, when well, I have to go kill, uh, i got to kill the guy we're supposed to get killed. And they're like, oh, you feel fucked up? Well, you have to go finish the job, buddy boy. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's what, the, it's all kind of a long drawn out process of the deliberation. Because initially he's like, I'm, mm-hmm. he's a heartless killer. He's, he's He can drop people to no a problem. But as, as the film progresses, um, our our protagonist, um, Terr- Uh
1: James Woods. Or the other protagonist? Yeah,
0: I think it's. Ah, fuck. These guys' names. Just call him uh, Wally. Yeah, it's Machiak. Yeah, because, yeah. Um, Wally. <laughs> no, Machiak. Because he, he meets a girl.
1: Yeah, he. Well, I mean. He meets a girl. He's a little bit too forward, if you ask me. Wow. And That's, his,
0: uh, his, isn't that European, man, RJ? I,
1: I mean, I, I didn't want to be the one to say it, but uh, I also found his uh, playful games with the bartender. Uh, I would have I would have told him to fuck right off if mm-hmm. he was pulling that shit with me. Mm-hmm. I just knocked his glass over and said, like, get the fuck out of here. I don't need your five cents for a drink. Get out of mm-hmm. here. Gone. Mm. Mm.
2: Mm.
0: Yep. So, yeah. I guess like what didn't, I don't know. It felt like a lot of the scenes in this felt drawn out to me. Uh, like, so yeah, te- like, tell they me, like, they could have cut. Yeah. Like, like, tell me like what, what made you like this movie more than a generation? Cause I, I just felt that this self, this felt like such a small story. And I guess like when you read up, like who likes this, you know, Martin Scorsese loves this and you go, Oh yeah, I can oh. see this kind of being like, uh, up uh, in his, uh, Mm-hmm. in his wheelhouse
1: his wheelhouse um let me try to look i here. mean All his
0: I... like the again the violence in these movies is very nice uh, i his, did like his, it, his yeah. death scene is like yeah that's what happens when you get shot in your gut and you're just writhing around dying forever and you're like yeah that's what death actually looks like
2: mm-hmm
1: yeah, that, well, I mean, the the death scene at the end, too, is all, like a clear kind of like standout. Well, okay, for so, instance, so amongst these movies,
0: I think this is like considered like one of the best Polish films ever made, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know di- how many I've seen. Di- directors, Martin Scorsese, ha- uh, Miyazaki, Coppola, Roy Anderson have what? listed it as one of their favorite films of all time.
1: Not Roy Anderson. So,
0: yeah.
2: Holy shit. I uh, love that Ashes guy. and
0: Diamonds is considered by film critics to be one of the greatest masterpieces of Polish cinema and arguably the finest film of Polish realist cinema. Holy shit. Wow. Wow. I've seen, That's huge. I've seen better. I know it's, about, I've seen it's, better. it's probably about the struggle. You know, it's about it's, it's about the Polish experience. But I don't know. Which Polish experience? I don't know. The, the Polish experience. There's only one.
1: Oh. Okay. Uh... Yeah, I mean, so uh, I did like the open with the uh, the execution. I also liked when they shot that guy, the bullet holes had fire come out of them, which mm-hmm. I thought was pretty cool. Because, <laughs> like, is, does the squibs catch on fire? Or, like, that? that's an intentional well, they have thing. Well,
0: fi- they, 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 they explode them, right? And yeah. Depending on how they're set up. And this is, like, maybe in those early days that they're figuring that out. And they were just mm-hmm. a little loose with them just a little moose uh so i really
1: like that uh and that's the way that scene actually just plays out at the end too where they're like they're like oh let's scram and they just take off uh so that was cool i do like the i like this like the kind of um like subdued like hey it's just two guys hanging out actually you know what this reminded me of which i actually think you you might not see the connection there but you didn't like this movie either so maybe maybe that's part of it uh um, this reminded me of In Bruges
0: a little bit. Uh,
1: and I know you're not a fan of that movie.
0: I'm not. I thought that and, movie and, was and, and most people are fans yeah. of that movie.
1: I remember liking it when I watched it, but I think I watched it when I was like 14, 15. So that's not that's not a great measure on whether or not it's good. Um, but it, it gave me a, a vibe like that because I was like, well, it's two like, hitmen basically just hanging out in a hotel i did like the scenes where it's just kind of them talking to each other even though the younger guy is clearly like he's just kind of a dink but i did like the scene where they're uh lining up the shots and uh, you know set on fire it looks good this movie's just got nice uh nice flash all flash no substance maybe but yeah. uh it's got it's got nice flash it looks good uh the story with the girl is needless i think hmm. um like, I mean, I guess it could be like, well, it's, this is why he's like changing his mind or like, yeah. I don't know. There's, there's a bunch of shit you could make up to like rationalize it. But, uh, I thought that was pretty needless. It would have been better if there was a little bit more like of the older assassin guy, like he's in it enough, but like, I thought that character had a little bit more to offer. Um, and then, yeah, uh, the ending is good too, but I don't know. I, I don't know if there's anything specific about it. Uh, I can't... To be honest, I can't remember it as well as I can remember a generation. Yeah. Which, like, at the at the time... So the way I watched these were... were uh, I watched a generation one day, and then the next day I watched Canal and Ashes and Diamonds, which I usually try not to do, like, double headers, but uh, because I liked the first two movies, I was like, ah, oh, well, let's just roll right into the next one. But um, I remember a generation better than ashes and diamond but i guess maybe i thought ashes and diamonds was a uh,
0: more consistent in what it was being the, i think the restoration of it's the best of the three movies though too like it looks, yeah, it, looks re- it looks really it looks good, good. Mm-hmm. on uh yeah whatever copy they're using on the criterion channel and what a yeah. nice thing to have all the movies available on the criterion channel
2: yeah
1: i i know what a rare treat and it there there was actually like uh it actually did have like a, a bunch of supplementary yeah. stuff on there, but um,
0: that, none of, I, that neither of us watched.
1: <laughs> hey, I was busy learning about Chakotay and what his deal was. Okay. That was w- yeah. a lot more important. I was trying to figure out what Neelix is.
0: <laughs> oh, right? and, and what's her name? Oh, she's, so, yes? she's terrible. She is. It's <laughs> like, Oh good. A, the, a, a new Deanna Troy, but actually a worse actress. I mean
1: I as far as I can tell, everyone on Voyager is a pretty bad actress, actor. <laughs> actor? Actors. Uh G- Janeway is fine. But uh anyways, what were we talking about? Um this yeah, Ashes guess, and Diamonds movie. Yeah, there was actually a lot of supplementary stuff, but there was interviews and I was like, uh oh, I don't know. I just didn't want to. But uh, I liked Ashes and Diamonds. I think Canal is uh uh, is it Canal or Canal? I think it's, I'd say Canal. Canal? Canal is the best. And mm. like a genuinely, like this is one of, I think it's one of the better movies we've seen in a while.
2: Oh. For sure. Yeah. Uh,
1: and then Ashes and Diamonds, I thought was pretty good. So if, if that was, if it was just that, that we watched, I would have been like, that's a good show. And uh, A Generation, I think is good also. So as, as a pack, it's like yeah these these actually are it's worth your time which is more than I can say most weeks when we watch this <laughs> <movie>. so
0: <laughs> these ones
1: are actually worth your time
0: yes yeah these uh, I think these uh, basically lived up to my expectation for these movies because I've just been seeing them uh, coming up and I was like oh I haven't seen any of those I'm looking forward to seeing them so yeah I mean yeah, it's I'm tough. more excited about these than I was say oh I don't know next week's movie perhaps it's next week's movie. Oh, we'll talk about that soon enough. Okay. Yeah. Fair well, enough. you want to hear from people who hate these movies? Who's even seen these things? Like, Oh, people. People have seen okay. these. Let's see. Uh, we'll start off with A Generation, of course. That makes sense. So, um, we got uh,
1: this I, I believe this is a repeat offender. Sejim i think
0: so uh this is one and a half stars this movie sucked there are some cool shots and a cool subversive ending uh Uh, but but otherwise it was boring and uninspired very few original ideas or creative concepts overall felt very tired i mean i don't i don't really agree with that at all
1: i didn't feel like this movie was unoriginal that's a strange take to have. It's, yeah, I don't know. This person only, only has four or five star films. Evangelion, the end of Evangelion. Twin Peaks, The Return. Fateful Findings, the Neil Breen. Oh, uh, man, this, who is this, me? And then uh, Paul Blart too.
0: Oh, I'll see. There you go.
1: Did, hey, the, the, was Neil Breen, was he the guy who, who created the Breen race? Uh, is that where that started?
0: Yeah, yeah, in Vegas
1: um gotcha
0: gotcha so yeah
1: i am pretty, pretty sure pretty sure Jim is a uh, repeater
0: okay uh then we have anisha prakash with two Again. stars who doesn't enjoy a bit of heavy-handed communist propaganda i mean not even like yeah, I, I i mean i feel it was not that <laughs> out of hand <laughs> like at like, all
1: it's it's basically, there's just like, hey, you ever tried communism? It's not bad. And then, like, that's, it's I better, felt like that's it's all It's better it than
0: Nazis. They're killing Jewish people here. Well, exactly. They're, like, they're, they, they're burning down the ghettos, rounding them up. It's like, that's, that seems pretty bad to me. Yeah, I don't really understand the
1: comparison there. But uh, this person five-starred The Room. Yeah. And Decalogue. And De- Cabinet, Doctor Caligari, like that's it. like, okay, not a lot of ratings.
0: Uh, how about Canal? Ooh, Let's give it a look, maybe. This one, boy, oh boy, from Grant Hamilton, two okay. stars, casualty of, of, of my, wow, that's a great poster disease. I guess this mm. guy likes movies with cool posters, and then they suck. Is that what he's saying? I mean.
1: Allegedly, their favorite films are *Safe*, the Todd Haynes one, *Hypernormalism*, *Cure*. Hyper, uh, *Hypernormalism* or *Hypernormalization*. *Hypernormalization*.
0: Ah, Sorry. Adam Curtis. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I
1: like *Cure*. That. The, um, is that Korean?
0: Yep. Yeah,
1: uh, from I can't or whoever the director is. I can't yeah. remember. And then <sighs> Sequatsi. Yeah. Huh. But. Uh, well, well, I mean, I
0: like all those. like *Safe*. I'm pretty mediocre on. But the other three I actually do really like, but...
1: Well, Jared, they also five-starred First Reformed and five-starred Hereditary, so... Oh, oh,
0: A24 fans.
1: A24 fans, although
0: they one-starred Knives Out. Hey, do you think A24 is going to, like, bounce back in the post-COVID world? I I mean, you don't hear about them anymore because I think their whole project was always about... uh, theatrical release and making that money there like i don't hear anything about them now but maybe i'm just not paying attention or like does anyone pay attention mm. to movies at this point
1: uh i mean i honestly i've dropped way off and i i think i've said before i think we should just end celebrity i think it's the only natural thing we should do like we don't need celebrities we don't need movie stars what, what does
0: that have to do with a24
1: well a24 is the first step once we get rid of them and we then we get rid of disney Oh okay. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Well maybe the, once the only maybe way Disney will get rid
0: of A twenty four is by buying them.
1: And then and then there'll just be the Disney World.
0: But the Disney World.
1: The Disney World. yeah, yeah. Okay. So this person doesn't have like horrible opinions, but
0: whatever and they didn't like canal, so that's too bad. Yeah. Uh this is a lengthy one. <laughs> Shervin Jami. Two stars. Shervin Jiami. Without a doubt, a mammoth film in post-war film history. Uh, Vida is largely considered to be one of the few directors whose mission in life was to fulfill his cinematic vision in spite of Soviet censorship, a task which he carried into his 90s with 2016's image. The brutality of war, the Polish experience of WW2, and the Soviet effect on the historiography of war are all part of his canon and are all very well exemplified here. It feels as if uh, Vida's particular form of cinematography, very delicate but balanced and rarely static, influenced the Czechoslovak. Czechoslovaks in the 60s, particularly those Mm. filmmakers interested in wartime comedies, Gyres being the name who comes to mind first. Furthermore, Canal's grim, grimy aesthetic also influenced the later Soviet filmmakers who dealt with war and the apocalypse. Lupashanki's Dead Man's Letters carries the same sort of aesthetic as. Vidas Canal. I can appreciate uh, Canal's significance for Eastern European cinema, but frankly, it is not my taste in film. Recommended regardless. If it hits you the right way, it will surely haunt you.
1: I that's could a- do some haunting myself, if you know what I mean, Jerr.
0: Yeah, like a- were you were you going to say a fairly decent review? Yeah, I mean, like he's like, I don't like this, but I mean, I get other people would two stars. That's yeah. how, that's how you do it. So Shervin Giammi,
1: uh is a Canadian. And uh, they actually have fairly decent taste, I think, based on their five stars. It's all stuff that looks good to me. Favorite films include Close-Up from 1990, Throne of Blood, Failsafe. Yeah, that's right, Mm -hmm. Failsafe, and Millennium Mambo. Oh, So they actually, like, uh, in their five stars and half stars, Nothing seemed out of place there for me, at least. Uh, The only thing that's weird here is in the bio, it says, Reviews usually a stream of consciousness. And I feel like a lot of people say that lately, and I'm confused by it. So that's not really a criticism. That's more me saying, I don't know what people are saying. Well,
0: you're pointing out a bad excuse for like sloppy writing oh i see that's basically it. that's fine folks it's this letterbox yeah. it's not real it's fake yeah that's fine i mean i got yeah, a i I got an email the other day from Wonkar car Wai, <laughs> and oh and he personal. said and he said it was fine to like <laughs> to do whatever you wanted to do with your with my movies or his movies it's fine you can't walk through a river twice <laughs> my per- I... my close personal friend
1: your close buddy won car no. Wai.
0: Yeah, my name is David Elric, by the way.
1: <laughs> oh right, yeah. Damn. See, and that's another thing we don't need. We don't need reviewers.
0: No, we don't. Da- absolutely we don't need not. any of this. Scum of the earth.
1: All reviewers, all writers, Talk. just
0: everyone out. YouTubers gone. No YouTube more commenters art. gone. Nothing. You know what I, w- I wish we, we, had. we just need shit canals.
1: We do need shit canals. No, I think we should go the equilibrium route where everyone just takes a pill and then no one has feelings or emotions anymore. That's what I... That's my ultimate end goal.
0: Okay. Uh, two more for Ashes and Diamonds. Okay. Half a star from Six Kafka. Ashes like and Diamonds. Kafka? Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Ashes and Diamonds. A magnificently photographed, crushingly inept melodrama. Another Jekyll and Hyde criterion selection. I mean, I don't really understand that. Me
2: neither.
1: This person is all over the place. Like, uh, rev- rev- ratings, just like, I, I can't make sense of any of this. The only thing I can see here is one of two Lifetime Cream of the Upper Crust title holders. So I'm not quite sure what that means. But uh, their most popular review is for something called The Lost Brother. It's got four likes. Okay. But yeah, no, I'm looking at their thing. Like, they have a ton of five-star films, but like no other ratings. So I don't know what that tells you. All
0: right. One more. One more here. Uh, One and a half stars. Niels mathis Ooh. ooh. One of Poland's biggest classics. I'll readily admit I'm not too familiar with Polish cinema, even though my all-time fave was shot there. Its closeness to Russian and Eastern European drama is something that deters me from having a real go at it. Ashes and diamonds only seem to underline my bias. Right after World War II ends, Poland becomes a battlefield where the Polish resistance and Russian soldiers fight each other to take hold of the country. Maciek is tasked to kill a communist leader, but he turns out to be one of the soldiers Maciek fought with during World War II. This puts him in a very awkward position. The cinematography is decent, though it wasn't until the very end that it finally comes to its own. Performances are also decent, but not good enough for a film that relies so much on its characters. The plot hmm. is quite slow and there's not that much intrigue, which makes this quite a chore to sit through. Not my cup of tea.
1: Well, I mean, that's fine. They half a starred a fistful of dollars, Jarrett. Huh. Uh, I'm looking at, so their five star films are all just, oh, they half starred Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, which seems like a mistake. Uh, all their five-star films are Asian movies that I don't know what they are. Like I can't even. Like, here, here's what they say. Looking, or in short, I'm a dedicated film fan who watches indiscriminately, but I have a clear and strong preference for contemporary, contemporary Asian cinema and genre films. Say, so looking for a rare gem? Check out my all-time favorites. So I'm gonna follow this link. Uh, their all-time favorites. The first movie is called Avalon. From two thousand and one. Okay. Their second movie is Enter the Void, the Gaspar Noé movie. Yeah. Honey Poo Poo from twenty eleven. Dolls from two thousand two. Ghost in the Shell two. That doesn't seem like that much of a rare gem. Ghost in the a- Shell. Avalon from two thousand one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and then Honey Poo Poo is from Hung Yi Chen. Where is this from? Taiwan. I don't. I don't know what's going on with this person. They're from uh.
0: Antwerp. Okay. Where's Antwerp? Uh, Amsterdam. Um, S- South Africa. No. Uh.
1: Bra, 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 bra. Lithuania. Yeah. Belgium. Belgium. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how to peg this person. They're watching stuff that I have zero interest in.
0: Which is usually the case.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's fine. All right. Yep. Well, fuck. I think that's it, buddy. I hope so. We've been uh, here for a while. Oh, my God. Uh, any final thoughts?
1: Uh, Pretty good shows. I, good I say shows. check them out. Check them out.
0: Check them out, buddy. After the break, Archer gets shot in the stomach. It's very and, painful. And he dies in the heap in a field.
1: I was going to say, I thought you were going to say, I
0: don't die. And I have to walk through the shit. Wow, that's where I'm, I go back into the shithole.
1: I mean, that is how I pictured you ending things. Mm -hmm. Going back into the sewer.
0: I don't know what it happens next, but uh, are you looking forward to your next adventure into a Polish movie?
1: Actually, yes. Nice. Isn't uh, the next one, um, the next Polish film is Homo Mone, I think. Yeah. By uh, Wally uh, <laughs> Pole. Je- Zizitzku. Wally Zizitzku. Yeah, he's, uh, he's Polish. Origins.
2: No. Yeah, yeah. We've got a Facebook
0: page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnum. What? We're on Poll Date. It's a Polish dating site. We're on uh, YouTube. We have, sure. a, we have a Patreon. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Blah, 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 blah. Next week, Spine 286. We got Pedro Jeremy's. Divorce Italian Style from 1963. The fuck is this? It's a comedy, RJ. It's a comedy, an Italian comedy. Oh my
2: god! I didn't know
3: that. The, the yeah, 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 yeah. But the week, hey, okay,
0: the week after that is pretty good stuff
3: good stuff
0: I'll get through this next week
1: divorce Italian style mamma mia oh yeah get her ready for the Italian accent
0: oh yeah and the uh, probably uh, questionable politics of its characters hey hey
1: hey I've never said anything that wasn't displayed in the movie that we were watching that week if they don't want if they don't want that opinion to be out there they shouldn't put it in the movie all i'm saying
2: yeah
1: well good night uh yes good night indeed